are back. The uh, the Chud Show is back in effect, and I'm proud to bring along Mr. Justin Waddell and Mr. Steve Murphy. I'm going to switch it up. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great. I, I, we were just talking earlier about my my old friend uh, Tones Hopkins. That's how tight I, that's how tight I am with him. We don't even bother calling him Anthony or Tony. It's Tones. Good old Tones Hopkins. Okay. And I go, well, long, you know, we go way back. He's an old drinking friend of mine. Old Tones. Justin, how you doing? I like his daughter Trisha, Trisha Hopkins. Really? She, she never does. She do many films. I like Stephen Hopkins. Oh, the director of uh, Lost in Space. Twenty twenty four episodes. What, what about else? Uh, what about Nikki? What else did he direct? Predator Two. Who? Stephen Hopkins did Predator Two. He did. Yep. Was that early? Was he a he young did man? Did Judgment Night as well? Yeah. Wow. But he's he, no. He's no tones. Am I wrong? Did he not do Lost in Space? He did. Which is a fucking horrible movie. That means that's the, that means he direct uh, uh, that he uh, dated Rebecca Gayhart. I remember that piece of gossip. He once directed, <laughs> once directed and once dated Rebecca Gayhart. Quick, Steve, what's your favorite Rebecca Gayhart performance? Hmm, Urban Legend. I actually have none at all. My favorite is the is the vehicular homicide movie. Oh, yeah. Didn't she, she did, kill somebody? She did. She ran. I think she ran over. Actually, ran over a little kid. Which was, um, this is very horrible. But um, also, she was an urban legend. Nick had pointed out she was a killer in urban, urban legend, I believe. But isn't that the big reveal at the end? I'm writing a screenplay about an actress who gets loses her way and um, runs over a kid. But it's not a, it's not a biography of hers. It's just it's a thinly veiled. It's about an actress named Susie Queerspleen. And she uh, gets caught up in a tough crowd, dates Carl Mausner, dies. She, she uh, she's fi- kind of infamous for getting cast in shows, and then they, I think this, either this, this tragedy, you know, gets her booted from shows, or she's hard to work with. But she was on like uh, Dead Like Me, that show. Shit show. They got rid of her real quick, and then she was originally in Firefly. Wait, Jasmine Guy survived, and she didn't. <laughs> yes. She was originally in Firefly and got the heave-ho for the... She was the mechanic on Firefly. Get the heave-ho for another actress. Who, who ended up? Jewel State? Jewel State, yeah. Another piece of balls. Aren't you I, glad we're back? How can we get this conversation back to Tones? <laughs> Tones Hopkins. You know, well, I was thinking about him the other day. I was watching The Edge again. Yes. And that, that film is so brilliant. Because all he does is he goes into the woods, grows a beard, and hates a bear. <laughs> That's there's how great there's more to is. the story than that. No, that's it. I think he has a beard before he enters the no, woods. No, he does not. He's, he's I mean, clean question. shaven. He's, hold on. He's, no, he's I mean, crap. I, the beard is El McPherson. Oh. I've never seen the movie. It's fucking great. And I've never seen it, but is there at any point where the viewer is confused whether it's a bear or it's Alec Baldwin's chest hair? Ever. Nope. You actually do not see his chest hair in that one. Really? No. It's, it's the, the only Justin, film. you really haven't seen that movie? I have not. It's you need to take the DVD with you tonight when you leave. Because okay. it's one of my favorites. It's one of your favorite movies. I, one of yeah, it's not one of my, the best, but it's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. I fucking also. love that movie. Because of my old friend Tones. I'm really. I, it's, that, it's David Mamet wrote it, and it's Lee Tamahori. How do you not love it? And then um, I know that uh, doesn't Lee Tamahori dress like a woman from time to time? He does, I think. Yeah, but he. He's got a gay heart. He isn't. Uh, also, the third actor was uh, the guy from Lost, right? Yeah, Harold Perrineau. Yeah, and I heard he lives. Right, he makes it. <laughs> Lives the end. There's two. It also features Bart the Bear. Yeah. And some other folks. 
Well, Bart the Bear passed away. He took the he took away. Um, throughout. Okay, so I have to see that. Yeah, I'm fierce. It's a it's a great movie. Long shots of the forest. Wait, Tony Hopkins, you know, makes a compass out of a needle. Don't spoil the film. Rubbing it on silk. It's a fucking spoiler. Does Does Anthony Hopkins underact or overact in it? He's perfect. He's in got. It. He's he's really good, but he's the stuff that's in the trailer is the stuff where he's he's a little over. No, he, it's he, a man killer. He he's never he. This is where you're so wrong again. He never overacts. He's always perfect. He's the perfect tonality in regards to the film. He is brilliant. And he can grow the hell out of a beard. Alexander. I've also never seen the movie Great. where... I thought uh, Lion in Winter... No, Lion in Winter was Conrad Owen. Um, what am I thinking of? The one he did with How's Tim it? Dalton. Mutiny? There's the Lion in Winter. How the hell was it? The Lion, um, the Winter, and the Wardrobe? It's like 1969. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite year. Gal- uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Mm. It's not The Lion in Winter. It's a uh, damn it! It's a great film. It's like fifteen right, so hours long. What about the what about the movie with him and the ventriloquist doll? Magic. That used to scare me when I was a kid. I never saw it, but I used to get scared of it. I used to think Anthony Hopkins was so ugly from that movie, and he is. Well, he's not very handsome, but he's freakish in that movie. He's. A, I like Anthony Hopkins a lot, but he uh, he does have. Uh, it was the Lion in the Wardrobe. No, I never saw that movie, but it it's is. like it's Peter like. Uh, I don't care. Catherine Hepburn. Well, tools in that, yeah, but. But is it in that movie Magic? Does Tim he, Dalton, is Nigel it, Terry, like, Nigel Terry, yeah, that's right. Is it really like a ventriloquist that's like killing people, or is it him? And then it's like you know you can never tell, but really it's him. What's going on? Is it really a haunted ventriloquist at all? <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil the film. Just do it. I don't remember. I think it's him. I had a ventriloquist doll when I was a kid. Okay. Named Marvin. Marvin the fucking mind reader. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You had a. You had a. You only now in our ninety fourth show. I think I might have said it before. To talk yeah. about this mannequin, not a mannequin, ventriloquist well, named Marvin. It might as well be a mannequin because I never really play them. But what happens? I got all excited about ventriloquism one year, and my, <laughs> and my uh, my parents uh, got this ventriloquist doll for me for Christmas, and then I get excited because I opened it. It was this expensive ventriloquist doll. But then I up, then what sucks is you get it. Yeah. And you have to learn the art of ventriloquism. Well, the problem was Justin's dad took him out to play catch, but it was with his voice. <laughs> and uh, did you ever learn how to throw your voice? No, I didn't. Like I, I, no. I, I practiced one afternoon. Just I think gently and I push gave it up. off the table. And then my it became a huge joke in my family because they spent a lot of money on that thing, and I never I just collected dust. You, I, and did name him Marvin. Here's a I true did story. Have a joke. I did have a joke. Would you like to know? I'd love to hear it. Um, I would say uh, Marvin, take out the trash. And then Marvin would say to me, and w- in, back in my own voice, because I had no skills, <laughs> but, but I took you out last week. That's what he... Oh, yeah. well, you were, how, 20, well, how old were we? 20, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what's great. You want to talk about making an impression? Mm-hmm. Marvin's not telling anybody stories about his old friend, Justin. He's still in my old room. He's still in um, the same box. He's probably duck. worth some money, actually. He's probably a sentient being by now. That was Marvin. Marvin Waddell. He didn't take my last name. <laughs> <laughs> but but they did consummate the relationship. <laughs> he came he came with a foam hand. Like, you know, I don't know if you're supposed to put your hand in like through his sleeve so it'd be your hand. I think it, it, it could do it. I think you actually could put your hand through his sleeve. 
and then make a kind of up and down motion. I think we've discovered why you were no good at it. You were putting but your hand actually, through his sleeve. But they had a um, but they had a foam hand. He had like a foam hand. But was it regular size? No, I mean it was it was um, it was he was a smallish he was smallish. Was a smallish foam hand. I feel so terribly bad for Marvin. He's unplayed with for how long? A year and a half. I think he just looked so weird to me, you know, like he looked just not happy. Really? Yeah. Well, how happy would you be if someone was shoving their arm in your sleeve? Yeah. Freckles. God, that must have been a sucky childhood. No, I had a good childhood. You had a year where you were like, God damn, I love ventriloquist dummies. (laughs) Your parents did everything that was asked of them, and you abandoned this poor, poor Marvin. Might have been Santa that that brought that one in. I can't. But, uh, yeah, he, ooh, tell you. What else were you interested in as a child and quickly abandoned? Um... Good old left-hand ventriloquism. <laughs> <laughs> the dark arts. I did keep that foam hand around, you know? <laughs> really? It takes it to sporting events. You know, it can't be too difficult to manipulate a wooden object and then incorporate your own voice in it. It can't be that difficult. That. I don't know about that. So the reason Steve brought up Anthony Hopkins was because we took a look at that new picture from the movie Thor. Yeah, they released a still still today. Was it the first or second? It's like the fourth still. And uh, it's it's magnetic. Well, at least Anthony Hopkins' tinfoil eye is magnetic. Yeah, it's uh, Anthony Hopkins uh, up front, and then to his uh, side, Thor with the hammer. Yeah. And to his other side, Loki. And the cool thing is is, is the the first rule in marketing is if you have, like, the god of thunder, make him look small. It's bad enough that you're trying to sell the Chris Hemsworth as the this mighty hammer swinging prick, but they make him look like a little tiny man. Yeah, it's it's, ter- it's a terrible picture, and it's uh it looks so bad, and then the costumes look really really hokey, like really um they look really plastic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it goes. I guess it's just for the tone of it. Like, w- you know, that movie. It's, it seems like a weird movie to make anyway. But let's talk about some of the real people that uh, Anthony Hopkins has played over his days. Okay, Thor. He was Odin. Real guy. Yeah, very real. He's about to play Ernest Hemingway. He's about to play Alfred Hitchcock. Is he? What's the movie with Alfred Hitchcock? It's called Alfred Hitchcock and the Making of Psycho. He's Directed by Ryan Murphy, the guy that did Nip Tuck and Glee. Yeah, That's a great book. I read that book. We talked about it on the show before. Yeah. Wait, C.S. Lewis? He played John Talbot from That's The Wolfman. He, uh... Played Hrothgar. It's true. He C.S. played the Lewis. world's fastest Indian. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying C.S. Lewis until you acknowledge it. Okay, well, I, I'm going backwards though. Oh. Fuck. He played played Ptolemy. Ptolemy, fucking ancient dude. Played Daniel Webster. Played Hannibal Lecter. Yep. Oh, he played that a lot. He played Titus Andronicus. Great film. It is quite good. I think I said that joke before though. He played Zorro. Old Zorro joke about the trash. Don Juan de la Vega. He he played uh, John Quincy Adams. Are you really going to go back through all his characters? Uh, wait, no. I'm just saying. Pablo yeah. Picasso, Richard Nixon. Yep. I mean Van Helsing. <laughs> he has played. It's like basically if you have like a larger than life character, Anthony Hopkins is going to play him. Yeah, but do you guys get excited to see old Tony Hopkins show up in a film? No. Yes, I love it. You know what? I liked him in the Wolfman film. He kind of made that movie work a little bit for me, which I didn't really like, but I liked him in it for some reason. 
I like I liked him in it too. I like him. I I I, I liked him as Rothgar too. I mean, he's he's good at one thing now. I'm surprised he works so much. How old is he now? He's seventy-two. Oh, he's, he's still spry. I'll tell you why he still works. His last reported salary is fifteen million dollars for the fucking Wolfman. They paid him twenty million for Red Dragon. Jesus fucking crime so why wave. You, why are you saying he's still worse? You think that's cheap? No, I think he likes getting money. No, I think he's still right. virile. He's like fucking pay me. His trademark hair greased back. That's what it says on IMDb. Hair greased back. Or his, should, uh, if, I wish there was a comma between hair and greased. <laughs> or tight T-shirt. He's also played some good fictional pe- people. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So Thor looks like a a pile of hammers is what you're saying. It looks terrible. I guess they figured, well, we got to get old Tony Hopkins in this. I think it's going to be a a great movie. It's a boring choice. I think it's going to be awesome. I have good... I I, I really do feel it's going to be good. It's got a great cast. Other than that fucking idiot looking guy that's playing uh, Loki. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's no way it can be good. But I could very well be wrong. But I would I'd be very surprised if it was. Kenneth Branagh hasn't made a lot of great movies as a director. Period. That's all you need to say. But he but no, Henry, the Fifth. Henry the Fifth is amazing. It is great. Yeah, and I like his Harry Hamlet's pretty good. And uh Dead uh what's it? Dead. Yeah, I like that movie too. What's it called? Um Dead Again? Dead, dead again. again. But that was Dead Again is like the only movie that his ego wasn't out of control all over. But the cast is good other than that guy. I, I I mean I, Portman's great, Anthony Hopkins will be fine. Ray Stevenson's great. Idris Elba's great. Stellan Skarsgård's great. Rene Russo's good. Clark Gregg's great. Colm Fiore. Wait a minute, who's not good? You don't like Helmsworth? That's who you're saying. I do like Helmsworth. He's fine. Actually, I like his brother. I don't wait. Which one is the? No, I like him. I do like yeah. him, but I don't like the guy that's playing Loki. I don't like the way he looks. Who I don't know anything he? about him. Tom yeah. Hiddleston. I don't know the English. Yeah, he was English. in Steve. Guess what he was in. The sequel to Cranford. Cranford again? Another Cranford. Return to Cranford. Why wouldn't it be? Is that a TV show? Yeah, British, British TV show. My wife, my wife loves that show. She really does. I'm not surprised. Cliff Gravel is in this movie. Oh, is he? But, uh, so yeah, it doesn't look good. I'll just say that. Well, that that picture, it's a pu- it looks like a publicity picture, right? It looks. It's well, not like a trying scene. to publicize. Well, it's not like a scene from a... Sh- the sh- it's not like a scene that is a split. scene from the movie. It is that scene that that Thor shot. It's got to be. Looks so bad. It looks like Odin has just fucking gotten like he just unwrapped his Christmas present. It just looks like he no. It looks like he took off his underwears. Let his boys hang there. Why does he? I don't remember Odin having him. A, a, an aluminum foil patch in life. Does is Odin uh, missing an eye in uh, the comics? Is that does he have no eye in the comics? I don't remember. God damn it. W- was Chris Helmsworth in Star Trek? I don't know. Wasn't he the father of Kirk? Yep. Is that who that is? So what we have yeah, is... don't know. We have Odin yeah. Kirk you, you, in you that movie. To, you have to refer to him. As, excuse me. What? George Samuel Kirk. Who, play, who played Odin in the Garfield films? <laughs> <laughs> And we are Brenda Backy. You know, I'm the only one who's going to get that joke. Justin got, got it. Star of Hot Shots 2? Star of Demon Knight? Nope. 
Star well, Which else? Star Trek was she involved in? Four? Hmm? Which Star Trek is she involved in? Is she involved in Star Trek? No, not at all. Then what do you know her from? Left-handed pitcher for the Royals. No, I said Brenda Backey. Mm, no, you said Brendan. Brendan Backey. And he was for the, with the Astros. He pitched for the Royals at one point. No. Hey, dude. So we ordered, uh, we had lunch, we had dinner, uh, and we took a break. And one of the things we got in the uh, in the delivery was some sour cream and onion potato chips. Indeed. And it was the first time in about 15 years that I've eaten such things. Why would that be? When I was a younger man, I had uh, I was very into Pringles, sour cream, and onion potato chips. They were amazing. They were my favorite food. You know what? They still are great. But I had a bad batch. <laughs> you had a bad batch of Pringles, sour cream. I had cream. possibly the worst batch of all time. And if I had known what I know now, where you can call the company that makes it and complain, I probably could have been, not rich, but taken care of. What happened? How did you know they were a bad batch? The first clue? Uh-huh. You know how, like, some, like they, they, they have the, the, the best thing about the chips is that sour cream and onion flavoring. Yeah. And sometimes, if you're lucky, at the bottom, they'll have, like, a little collection of it, or you could, you know, like, a little bit of leftover. Gross. Right. Not this one. Instead, there was a golf ball-sized ball of ants. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> you didn't read the packaging close enough. Sour cream, onion, and ants. How quickly did you discover this? I got to the bottom of the fucking <laughs> <laughs> chips, and there was sour cream and onion ants. It was <laughs> it was like the flavoring. Like, apparently, the ants had gotten into the flavoring, okay. and it was a, a giant clump of fucking dead ants. <laughs> sour cream and onion flavored dead ants. It was just this hard ball of dead ants. Okay. How, and you didn't throw out? I fucking was blown blown under i don't know how did those ants even get in there in the first place because that, that thing uh vacuum sealed yeah with the ants in it they didn't they didn't fucking find the the fucking can of pringles and enter it they were at the factory in with the fucking flavor compressed into a gigantic ball they were just looking for some of those tasty chips <laughs> did you uh i was Fucked. What did you do when you discovered this? I I threw it. I mean, I I was so fucking mad. I was grossed out. I was mad. Yeah, but I'm sure the chips tasted great until I probably dry heaped for about two weeks. But did they taste good? It tasted good until they got to the ants. See, that's all in your head then. Well, that's all they claim, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the commercials is right. Um,. It was the fucking night. It was like, it was so grotesque. It was like this, because it was like mummified, because it was, the the thing that held them together was the flavoring. Did it take you a minute to figure out what it was? Yes. Did you hold it kind of like Because I actually, at first, honestly, I thought I'd found something special. Indeed. Because like that, fla- no, I, <laughs> that flavoring is so good. It's like, oh my God, I have a clump of their flavor. Did you, did you start to eat it, did you? No. Thought you had to think about but it. But I, I literally, I picked it up. Like, I picked it up from the bottom, because I heard it rattling in the in the bottom. I was like, holy shit. I picked it up, and I looked at it, because it, it smelled like this. It was, like, a f- flavored. And then I looked at it, and I was just ugh, blown under. Now, Disgusting. It's entirely possible that this is your fault, because when you bought that stuff, you didn't eat the whole tube in one sitting. You probably ate like half of it. No, I did eat it one sitting. 
then later on the ants got in there and went to the bottom. The, you're right. The ants went in there, yes, teleported opened. back to the factory, and died <laughs> weeks before. <laughs> Some crafty ants. So what I mean, no, and that's it was, it was before I had read the jungle probably, but it was fucking, it was the worst. And if I had Nightmare. known, if that had happened to me today, I would have just turned it into a, a windfall. Yeah. Even, even if you read the jungle, it does not pertain to now, so it's irrelevant. This kid got a new can of Pringles out of it, you know. And I, I literally haven't eaten the, their Pringle, their their sour cream and onion chips. One since. free can of Pringles. Please. Something tells me I would have I would have gotten more. I don't think they would have made me something rich, but I think they would have. Be bringing something on Friday. I'll I take a two pack, please. A two pack of some ants. It's fucking nuts. That is gross, man. It's not gross. It's your fault. It was a it was a rough time. All I can fault. think of is kind of cute, though. I'm trying to turn it into a cute thing. What you is get it? It is. think of like an ant surfing on a. And pringle. it wasn't. It was body parts too. It was like a head here, and it was just. Yeah. It was like. It was like a quarter pound of dead of dead things. It was the early days of snack marketing. They were trying to, you know, you can also enjoy this tasty crisp, and here's some pets for you. Yeah, well, they figured. Um, you know what? Actually, I should have known better because their marketing slogan at the time was "You'll enjoy them." <laughs> 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 but they had, um, they had enjoy a, phase four. People, uh, people, <laughs> <laughs> people eat chocolate covered ants. Yeah, not in this country. Yeah, well, oh, that's not in this true. country, we like our sour cream and onion ants. The people that fuck their kids for free doesn't make it right. Empire of the Pringles. Mm. Horrible. Great. Great. It's a good story. Don't eat ants is what I'm telling you. That's immoral. We are back. You know, it's funny. We had the story about the ants, and it kind of brought back some memories for a few of us. Steve, Yeah. what's the weirdest thing you've ever found in your food? Weirdest thing. I found so many weird things. Uh, I guess it's going to have to be... Uh, I know that my love of Toblerone is well documented. Yeah. Did I ever tell you fellas about the, t- about the time I found Lou Ferrigno's hearing? <laughs> 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 well, I found Lou Ferrigno's ear. hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I found it in my little tube of Toblerone. Just down in a little corner. The good thing is you weren't kind enough to send it back to him. I'm sure he was wondering where it went. How did it taste? Did you, did oh, you take was, a bite? It was great, yeah. So it, really, it really went well with the nougat. But that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever found was Lou Ferrigno's hearing. Probably. My tube of Toblerone. You want to talk about a sad time? I, went, I saw Lou Ferrigno at Comic-Con, and he was wearing a loud shirt, and he didn't know. <laughs> recently, recently in... Um, uh, a movie, The Hulk. Was he in The Hulk? This, was he, he had no cameo in the sequel, did he? Yeah, he was like eating pizza. Um, he was in the I Love You Man. He was a character in that. That's right. I think he was playing Lou Ferrigno in it. He was. And so he was trying to sell his house because that's pretty much all he's good for is playing himself. Do you have anything weird, Justin? Yeah. What have you found in food? Mm. Nothing. You've not had any food-related problems? No, I'm actually. I uh, can't think of anything funnier than what you. <laughs> What you said, Steve. That's but pretty mine's good. Mine's true. Nick's was crap. Mine's true. He made uh, his up. Mine's nothing but truth and witness. Speaking of witness, did I ever tell you guys about the time I found a copy of Ghoulies in the bottom of my Coca-Cola can? No. Well, it's a funny story. Okay. I found a copy of Ghoulies. <laughs> that is a story. Because you had to be there. 
Well, it's true then. Look under the cap and you find a winner. <laughs> so it was a copy of the movie, not the actual Ghoulies. It was just a copy of it. Yeah. yeah. On a UMD. UMD file. One of those little old thingies. Yeah. Okay. Justin, you've never have you ever had a really grotesque food experience? Uh, where you where you wanted to either complain or or yeah, I mean of course there are boring stories. I mean, I was at a dessert place once and uh, uh, everybody's eating the, the, these huge slices of cake. You know, they have these always. So I started to eat mine and I realized it tasted odd. And I looked at it and it was covered in mold, blue <laughs> fucking fuzzy mold. And so uh, <clears throat> I almost started to throw up. And I gave it back to the guy. <laughs> and he goes over to the cake case. He takes the cake that my my uh, piece came from looks at it he and kicks it dumps it in the garbage <laughs> and then he goes <laughs> then he goes would you like another piece of cake and then he reaches into the garbage <laughs> <laughs> it's like another piece of that same cake and i said uh actually i would not uh that's okay sir and he and he said uh well it's for free <laughs> and i go i'm not hungry <laughs> at the moment it's too busy dying on the inside <laughs> you can take it to go i said i think i will leave you with your cake I usually complain about like Wendy's fries because they very rarely put salt on them. Yeah, and I, I think fries are completely—it's like they are completely useless without salt. Yeah, like, the other day I got Chick Fil A and they didn't put salt on it. They're not useless without salt. They are u- potato boring. This no, is the they're worst great. Shit. They're well, you're great. Irish, but they're it was great. the worst. Like if you don't put salt on your French fries at a fast food, that's the only thing. That's I was—I uh, had an experience at Wendy's when I was sitting there. It was dark. I we just like finished going to a game, and I'm sitting there eating the fries, and I'm like, "This one tastes weird." Turn the lights on, and it's a horse's leg. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, remember that time you and I, like several other people, we all went out to the the steak place. <laughs> how big? How big was it? It's about six feet long. Were you, were you two-handing the French fry before you realized it? <laughs> Do you remember the, the time we all went out to that, that pompous down the street? <laughs> <laughs> and the waiter, the waiter brought our food out, and he, <laughs> all he did. This is pretty funny, Steve. This is great. All he, you obviously don't remember. No. He did, all he did was he just. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Entertaining oneself. So he started punching the air. No, he just punched the food out. <laughs> Did he realize this is a true story? Yeah, you, no, mean, it's you, true. Mean, you mean he punched it unconscious? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. He punched it out of the kitchen? <laughs> he punched it to your table? <laughs> is that what they do there? Is they're famous for? <laughs> it we punch, it, on, we punch it from the kitchen to your table. Was he punching it in the air or on the ground? <laughs> no. It was, on the, it was on the tray. He was wheeling out. <laughs> he just fucking wailed on it. <laughs> oh, so he hit it to tenderize it, sort of? As a steaks. I don't know. I had potatoes. I think it'd be funnier if he punched it on the <laughs> ground to you. You don't remember that? No. The guy wheels it out there, and he's punching it all the way to our table. Was that the time I, that I, I I opened the sweet and low thing, and the moon flew out? <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be. I hate that shit. So you haven't had any of those kind of experiences, Justin? Not that I can think of. Hey, uh, we're back. I, I didn't tell you about this, but I got a I got a Blu-ray in the mail today, a screener. Cop out. Oh no, I did see it. I went through the little. 
I, I saw you have it hidden. That can only mean that you're sending it out, right? I'm sending it away, but you it's, do you see the special feature? No, I didn't look at it. They're trying to compensate so much. Steve, throw me that disc, would you? I'll just read it to you. No. You don't know what I'm going to talk about. Yep, you're going to talk about... That's where the blurbs are. That's the movie with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's in that, isn't she? Yep, it's Joe Dante. It's actually a weird movie. It's actually kind of a fun movie. Okay, so Cop Out, as we all know, is the Kevin Smith-directed movie that he didn't write. That was slightly poorly received. Ooh, yeah. And it was like his big, like, uh, I'm going to finally just do a movie for commerce, for commerce's sake. And, and it, that didn't work in that department either. And it flew under. So, the special features, um, it's got, here, it's basically every, every special feature is about Kevin Smith. Blu-ray special features, maximum movie mode, and they've crossed out movie, and it says comedy. Maximum comedy mode with Kevin Smith and Sean William Scott. So you could watch the movie with Kevin Smith cracking jokes. Over an hour of never-before-seen extended scenes and outtakes. Picture-in-picture moments with Kevin Smith and Sean William Scott. And in parentheses it says, shit bandit. Walk-ons by Kevin Smith. Wisdom from the shit bandit. What's a shit bandit? I guess that's Sean William Scott. Factoids about the movie and un- other information you may find helpful or, or totally useless. So basically what, what they've done is they've tried to almost reconceive the idea of this movie in post, like as, as a DVD. And even in the bottom right of the DVD, it's got a picture of Kevin Smith in his Silent Bob clothes, or basically his Kevin Smith clothes. More laughs from Kevin Smith. Oh. So they are just... You got to... This is like the most transparent marketing I think I've ever you seen. Just applaud them for at least trying something. Yeah, they need that they film on its own. No, because they, 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 they fucking shame on them because when they released the movies, they they did not play on Kevin Smith's involvement. It was almost like like a, a non-factor. It would have mattered now, because it failed. They're trying to push his home video credentials because he's he's a home video like king, and he, people buy his stand up. They buy his his evening with Kevin Smith, and he's he's now they're gonna buy the cop out. I know, but it's bullshit because it's it's like first of all, it's not a Kevin Smith product for all practical purposes, and secondly, it's uh, it's almost, I mean, av- especially after he made an ass of himself in yeah. the wake of the movie, it's yeah, just kind Twitter of a weird. Stick up for it. It's kind of a yeah, weird. Yeah, it is weird. I, I almost think we should watch some of this at some point. Just I'd, to, I'd actually watch the movie. You probably would. I would actually. All right, we will. I know it's not good, but I, I'm not. I I don't dislike kevin smith still I, no i don't either i want i want him to do well yeah but he uh he is he is really pushing it he definitely needs to unlike shalaman who actually didn't does need to direct stuff that he doesn't write smith does not smith needs to keep writing his own stuff i've heard the last airbender is just terror though that's what i'm saying and he didn't but write he didn't write it. it oh he did write it i think no. he did he didn't write it i don't think he wrote it i think he did write it but it's kind of not his original material at least I think he did write the script, though. Yeah, people say it's a nightmare. But people said the original series is good, though. It looks so dumb. Everything looks dumb. Um, yeah, that new trend now of uh, post converting. Yeah, he did. He did. Do, he did write the script. But post converting everything to 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 do in three D and post that new trend is is uh, horrible. It is. But <clears throat> Devin did an article about it today. Apparently, they said that they're going to do. Nolan's uh, going to do it. Batman, right? No, no. Well, no. They're talking about the two Marvel movies, Thor and Captain America. Yeah, he was. Re- yeah. Horrible. But um, honestly, I don't think the the idea 
It hasn't worked yet, but there's no reason why they couldn't improve the tech behind it. Yeah, I think eventually. It'll I mean, work. Clash of the Titans is so. It's I, I watch it today. It's actually better as a two D movie anyway. Yeah. But the reason the three D didn't work was because it was rushed. I mean, there's nothing wrong with post conversion. Yeah, but they're something. doing the rush because they because they can make all that money, the extra money, three D money. Absolutely, like, absolutely. But what, it like, doesn't change the fact that it can be done right. I mean, if it's creative and people are given time. Well, I don't yeah, think it's. I, mean, I don't the, think it's evil. No, I like the. I like the three D and up. I like the three D and Avatar. Obviously, I mean, but you know, post has there been any good post conversion? No, there movies? hasn't. There hasn't. But it doesn't mean it can't be done right. So I don't. I don't want to. I, I mean, there's been a lot of hate towards three D, and three D is innocent. It's just how. It's just a tool. So the people that rip three D, I don't. I don't understand why. And why wouldn't you like it? Because in theory, it's great. I'm not ripping 3D. I'm ripping the fact yeah. that they're just trying to use it to make money, and they're not really. They're just kind of yeah. saying, "Hey, this is 3D," but it's really just shitty. The 3D. bottom line is, 3D is here to stay. But they did that at the last Airbender, and they said it was worthless. It's yeah, it worthless. darkens it. It darkens yeah. it too much. But the thing is, th- I actually do think that within 10 years, we're going to be watching most of our sporting events and stuff in 3D. I think we're on TV. I think 3D is going to take take become just and a standard be- part I think of it's our beautiful. Because HD was kind of a gimmick when it first came up too, and now it's just a no, standard. I agree with you. I think I think you're right. So. Do you think that they'll have um, TVs embedded in our jetpacks too, or it's about time for you to go home? And hope Edward Norton locks you out of his you house. You think a satellite beam directly to the flying car? Hmm. The thing is, here's the here's the truth. If the flying car and the jetpack and all that, if they found if they found a way for lazy motherfuckers. To buy thousands of them, they would. Oh, no. But, but the technology—it's better to use that kind of technology for to to cater to the people that are lazy and and addictive. Here's what happened. Let's say I'm in a flying car. Toblerone starts to crash. Okay, I'm at, I'm like I don't know, ten thousand feet in there, even higher than that. Cars don't go feet. that high. Eleven thousand feet. One thousand feet. So I'm on that high in the air, and then it starts to crash. Boom! I got a jetpack on. I jump out. And let's say this jetpack starts to go on the fritz. Boom. Instant flying car. Spare flying car. Yeah, but you're not thinking about that. Jump in there. You're not thinking about about the destruction that your your jettisoned car is going to create. No, but I'm flying over the ocean. Yeah, but it, it turns into a cannoli. Really? Yeah, but your car's going to hit some fishes, though. No. Murder some of them I'll animals. Fly over this oil spill. It's biodegradable. It really? Is it still going to be going on? And then you'll set the I ocean on you'll set the ocean on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the ocean catch fire, Daddy? Justin's jetpack slash car slash cannoli crashed. It reminds me of that time when I was drinking a milkshake and I was actually flying a, a flying car. <laughs> Remind me of that time I was in an elevator and and I, it, the cord broke and I jumped right before it hit the ground and I was fine. <laughs> Do you did you see that by that we I, I brought up Shyamalan? Did you see his uh, the trailer for that Devil movie? Yeah. What do you think? Fuck. Bukim Bu- Woodbines in it. And he he has di- he has dialogue in it. <laughs> but it kind of looks like an interesting film. And I'll say this because I, I I don't know how many of the people have seen it. They, someone in the elevator is the devil apparently. Yeah. I say it's the girl. What do you guys say? It's the elevator. Because there's no way it's Bukim, right? It can't be. Of course it's the girl. Yeah, it has to be. <clears throat> God, you know who sucks is fucking M. Night Shyamalan. I think he What is, a bitch. He has wasted his uh, his opportunities so so poorly. What I keep thinking about that book that came out around the time of the... The Man Who Heard Voices or whatever. Yeah, Voices. I read it. I read it. What did you think of that? How did, was it? He, he came off, I don't know, slightly egocentric. <laughs> I just love it's like that. saying Hitler came off as someone who had problems with a few Jews. <laughs> he he uh, he 
he's like, you know, do a book about me. A few. Uh, called the man who heard voices. Because I guess it comes like his stories come to him, and he just is the conduit. Is that what he's trying to say? These stories mm. come from me. And I'm they pl- come on his I'm chest. Luck- I'm lucky, and then they come through me, and all of a sudden, laid it in the water. That just comes straight out of me. Should have stayed in him. Is that what he's saying? Boom. And then, then the man who heard voices actually is the man who watched Nickelodeon because he saw The Last Airbender or whatever, and then he turned that into a movie. Steve. Yeah. That would make Entenmann's The Man Who Heard Bread Voices. McRobot. Inside joke of all. What is he working on next? Old, what does old Shalman have up his sleeve? What, is that, what magic does he have coming at us? What's well... That? I'll go into IMDb, the sorts of all things that matter. Well, the thing, his his production arm, like his, he, he's pr- he came up with the story idea for this elevator. Hell Do you like how his name is in the production arm, too? It's like he ha- he's, yeah, his ego is so is, fucking what's huge. What's it called? It's like Night Stories or something? It's horrible. Night, night should be Night Terrors. <laughs> what is it? It is. It's It's called. So uh, pretentious. Uh, it's um, Night Stories. I'll tell you in a second. God, it's, he's a fucking idiot. He, he messed, is. He messed out. He's so fucked up. He's so messed up. Yeah. His next uh, his next project is called Untitled M Night Shyamalan Project. Yeah, he was gonna get Bruce Willis back. Of course, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, it's untitled because it's a fucking huge secret. He's <laughs> like, I will disseminate this information when you are privileged to know this information because I am fucking Indian. All right, here we go. His production. Co- God, it's not in here. Oh, I can just click on the trailer for Devil and find out because it is a fantastic, fantastic trailer. He's so pretentious. He's named after he's named after nighttime. He's named after fucking the night. At <laughs> night is what he's named after. Someone named him after a time of day when you sleep. He should hook up with Daniel Day Lewis. Parents are the worst. Whoever named him that is fucking terrible. The Night Chronicles. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. Night Chronicles. He's he better he this is his winding down time. He he better be oh, he's, the last he's, bit of strength. I cannot believe any like I can't believe people aren't completely like just laugh at him at this stage. He's not marketable. No one sees his films. Why would you give him money? Why would you allow him to produce his this crap? Well, that's what's weird is you watch some of his films like Unbreakable and The Signs and and, and things like that, and you think there's some talent there. You're like, okay, well, um, but then he just starts the threads start coming loose. And it's just like, oh god, there's never that much talent there. And it's just, well, he's so he's so overt. Yeah. He's he, he's just not good. I mean, he, his films look good sometimes, but I heard that Last Airbender doesn't even look that good. Well, that's well, not his doing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, he they, he got compared early on to after uh, to his success to yeah, but to Spielberg too. How's that working out for him? He also got compared to uh, taking a big shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> then you mean the village. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good man. Remember those credit card commercials? He I did? mean, if he was a humble guy, like let's say he was just like a humble, humble failure. So he <laughs> made these films, and he's like, you know, I'm not that good. You're right. I mean, my films aren't that good, but I, at least I work. But instead, he has a book about him. Where he proclaims to hear voices, I guess, that tell him to direct a fucking mermaid in an apartment building movie. 
you gotta say no to the voices, you know? The, the voices are dumb. You gotta be like... And the voices are fucking with him. <laughs> they are. They're saying, look, look. <laughs> Let's fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Look, this guy here is doing anything we tell him to do. This is crazy. They're like, we. he took... He keeps taking all. He keeps taking all the credit. Let's give him shitty ideas. Yeah. That's why yeah. the sequel to that book is called "The Voices Who Laugh Their Ass Off." <laughs> <laughs> you read that book. Why did you read it? Uh, how do you not? It's fucking compelling. <laughs> how big was it? If I, I remember, no, it's quick. If I remember work? correctly, the person lived with him, and he fucking made them feel like shit the whole time. Did they? Re- did I they think re- so. I think, I think they they lived they lived with him or spent a lot of time with him and. He berated them or, or made them feel very inferior or whatever. Did that make it into the book? I think it did. I think it, if nothing else, it, it fed them. It fed the books, you know, the mindset at least. But that was the big. That was when uh, his uh, producing the people wouldn't wouldn't uh, make uh, the they wouldn't make Lady in the Water, and he and he got mad and left and went to Disney or something. What, what was it? Yeah. Well, and he was at Disney and then he went to wherever they, wherever the, whatever the idiots that was did. Kind of le- shepherding his career. I don't know her name. Uh, said, well, this is shit, M. Night. Um, and he's like, well, you're wrong. I got to do what I do. And then... He took his toys and left. And he took his toys and left, and then it was like a complete abomination. Like, like he was kind of looking at it as like this rebel move, and then then afterwards that woman was like, you know, I don't and know. That, that was the movie where the big plot twist was Freddy, Freddy uh, Sanchez, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Rodriguez? Freddy Sanchez. Freddy Rodriguez is, uh, one, had one big arm. He did because he worked out on one side. Yeah, that was his character. Yeah, his, his character's old strong one arms. And I thought it was gonna. Fig- I think I thought it was gonna figure into the at the end, like it was gonna be like he had been working out all along to do one thing. But I think that was just a joke. It was that he only worked out on one arm. It's crap. It's one of the M Night's classic. It's characters. another example of the voices screwing with him. But I did. The voices I- took a big dump on him. <laughs> but we do. You do recall Paul Giamatti's name in that, right? Do what? You do. Recall, it's Cleveland Heap was his name. That's right, Cleveland Heap. Uh, it's Paul Giamatti. One of M. Night's better names, Cleveland Heap. That movie I saw in the theater. I saw it with you, and we saw it late. Very late, because we didn't want to be seen walking into it or walking out. I saw. It that. wasn't the worst thing ever. It was bad. It was bad, but it was not, it was not nearly not as, as bad as the happening, no. No, it was not as bad as the happening. Good old Cleveland Heap. Uh, remember, like, do you remember? Remember when we were we we gave a shit, and when his movie's coming out, at least there was that element of this could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's over. This was kind of his. The last Airbender was kind of his uh, plot. His his kind of attempt to kind of get back into the. To make his movies making huge amounts of money, I think it is doing pretty well. But um, it's seen as like a, people really, really the critics just hated it. The good thing about his ego too is that at least he he has the common decency to not insert himself into most of his movies. Is he in the Last Airbender? No, he's not in that one because they didn't have a role that was like somebody. Because if if he did, he would have been the guy who's better than the Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, the better the better bender. But every other film he's in. Yeah, he had a, a big part in Lady in the Water. Play the writer, remember? Vic Ran, his name. And the and that, you know, and he does get he did get two pretty good performances out of Bryce Dallas Howard too. I he, thought she was excellent in the village. The village is a fucking piece. But of she's so good in that movie. She's per. I think she's so good in that. I remember why when Joaquin gets stabbed in that. It's so good. 
he gets stabbed and it's like a five minute scene where he's like what what's happening to me why am i what what why is my guts hurting he and dies right no almost does anybody die she has to yeah no she has to go out into the world to get medicine for him i remember wait shh, spoiler yeah but she's blind that's right she can't see shit she's out in the forest on her own past the borders I don't want to talk the about this anymore. Live. That movie is of it is a nightmare, and not in the good, not in the, not in the good way. And that's the worst Adrian Brody performance. It's got to be. That's right. That's right. Now, did anybody other than me see Predator? I saw it. It's pretty good. That's fun. It's got moments. It's fun. It's it's so it's so on the cheap. Don't you agree? Yes and no. I mean, like it's it's exactly what it should have cost. I think. Because um, there's no illusion that this is a big movie. I thought Fishburne a- was a lot of fun. I forgot he was in it. Who? Fishburne. Fishburne's not nearly as bad as people were saying. Some people said his performance was like the I worst. Thought, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought it was so fun, so much fun. Like he had a blast with it, and then you know he's in and out. So. You know what? He's he doesn't look the same anymore though. He's a little chunky. He looks. Right. He's. People uh, complain about him because I guess that his character, and this is of course, a lot maybe people haven't seen this movie yet, but his character. He's been on the planet for a while. This planet, this gaming planet, set up by the predators, and uh, and you know, and he's he's been scavenging, and and people are like, well, he's so fat, you know, what's up? He should be starving. But you know, a lot of times, what happens for a movie like Predators, Lawrence Fishburne doesn't lose like forty pounds to be in that movie. He just takes the paycheck, comes in, and leaves. Are you trying to say he doesn't have artistic integrity? He didn't have time. In Predators, they're lucky to have Lawrence Fishburne in that film. That's all I'll say. They're lucky he he gets the he wants to play. Now I did I have to say I liked it better than Splice. I don't I don't, I, I agree. I, I don't, don't like Splice. I didn't much. like it that much either. People were really sticking up for that movie, and I liked the director. I think the director of Splice is interesting. Victor uh, Natale is his name. Vincent. Vincent Natale. I disagree. I mean, I, I, I like Cube. I like his Jeremy Northam weird pick, but I thought Splice was kind of just a bad film. Not very good. Had some interesting ideas and some interesting scenes. It just all together wasn't that How good. How about that? We do we see it together? I think so. Did we? It got a little weird. The little uh, little twists, little romantic twists. Oh yeah, well, and that's supposed to be like the big, like horrible moment. Really, at that point, you're just kind of bored. Um, I mean, it made po- me wish that Sarah Polly had stuck her guns and not acted anymore. You don't like her? Ah, I done with her. Good actress. Done with her. She, you know, I think she can do a great job in that movie. She was okay. She she had the most interesting role in that movie, I thought. Out of the two, out of her and Brody, she had a more interesting role. Brody is fine. He was pretty good. You know who had the most interesting roles was Larry Fishburne on the set of Predators. <laughs> he, was, he was going to town. He's been catering a lot. Steve, I'm surprised you didn't go see Predators. No, it had to have been some kind of detrimental it, time or something. They had an awkward, it, they kind of had an awkward throwback to the original film. That's um, right. It was the morning. I couldn't do it. An awkward recall of the original film, which I liked. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. I don't like that actress at all. I know you don't. You keep saying that. I thought she was fine in that. Screw her. You like Walt Goggins in it? I, I do, except he was giving some really bad dialogue. Yeah. Well, there wasn't good dialogue in that movie, really. The whole thing was like, fuck, the whole time, the whole movie, that's all they said. It's not a very good it's movie, but it's fun. What the fuck? See, the, the, I mean, Even the Predators were saying it. I don't believe you. Even 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 the Predator Two, that's, even though I enjoy aspects of it, mm-hmm. the the franchise had proven that it was not an, even close to an A level franchise. Yeah. So 
I mean, Aliens, I I think the Alien franchise still is A-list. It just yeah. hasn't gotten the treatment. But Predators, you never think of. Aliens, really Predator, it's almost, like, it's almost like if you were to have like an, like a, a comedy team of, you know, like George Carlin and uh and uh fucking Mitch Fattel. You know, the predator is Mitch Fattel. Well Predator like it's just not as cool of a monster thing. I don't think so. But Predator he kinda looks like a dumb monster really. He is dumb and he's dumb and he's got a really good like he's got he he's got he obviously they have a sharper image on their planet or something. <laughs> yeah. So the Predator is yeah. this dude with he's got a big bankroll and he's ugly and he goes and gets gadgets. And that was one of the cool things about the first one is he, is that he kept you kept finding out more and more about him. Remember he kept having on and then you kind of liked him a little bit because he was like healing himself. Like he you kind of started, hey, I feel for the Predator. I didn't feel. But then like at the end, like in the rest of the movies, they always have to kind of take all the stuff you discover in the first one and then exaggerate in the other ones. Like you know they're wearing these different helmets and they you know they're invisible all the fucking time and. They have yeah. crazy spears, and I don't know. It's just like I don't like the fact. I, I get Will brought up a good point. I saw Will, and he said they have this big thing where they're like, these predators are brilliant. Like they, what the you know, Fishburne's like, you you fight them and they learn every time, or you fight them and and uh, they get smarter. They come back and they they have better weapons all the time. They're like this amazing, you know. But at the end of the movie, they the back their heroes are still covering themselves in mud. And the predators are still <laughs> like, what the fuck? We can't see anything because they're covering mud. Like they never get past the covering mud trick. You know, like that's they never. They're brilliant, but they get defeated by which mud. Is, which is why their arch rival on their planet is a frog. Because they can't see it. <laughs> they can't. It's always they, covered in mud. Mud defeats the predators. Um, that'd be awesome if they just win. They should just make a movie where they just kill everybody. And I hate the Predators because they puss out. They always blow their shit up. Well, they always get killed. The first one, I mean, the first one you're not going to beat. I think be- Predators would have been awesome if they introduced all these characters and the Predators wiped them out in like fi- in 15 minutes. The rest of the movie is Predators walking around the jungle just cleaning shit up, getting ready for the next crew. <laughs> they got like the little litter things and they're stabbing shit and yeah, putting yeah, it in the bag. And like, God damn, I can't wait till Thursday. Uh, That's when the new people fall into the sky. Were you happy to see old Topher Grace show up? No. I love him. I do not like Topher Grace. You didn't like him in this? I did like to see, it was nice to see Danny Trejo. It was nice to see Oleg Tartikoff and some of those other guys. Actually, it was funny because like, they actually tried to make him like the Russian. Oleg, yeah. Like he actually had like, he had like a, he wasn't just, you know, the the Russian killer. He was He had a family. He cared. And then he died. He actually was pretty good in that. He's the guy who got in trouble for snapping photos. I got a question. Did he die in Bad Boys 2? I can't remember him getting killed in Bad Boys 2. I only saw that once. There's an oil drum in... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to make a third one? They have to make a third one, right? Bay's got to take a break from this bullshit and make a Bad Boys movie again. He can't make Transformers movies forever, right? I'm and for wh- it. Why, not? why is he making the third one? He should just pass it on to just produce it and then... Go back and direct Bad Boys Three. I'd rather see Smith do that than Men in Black. No, I might not. No, one I, I'd love Matt. to. I'd love to see more. I, I wish he would do more Bad Boys. Maybe. Yeah, I'd like to see him and Martin Lawrence again. But the thing is, it's like I almost wish that. I don't even care if those two guys are in it, because the, the star of Bad Boys is, is is Michael Bay. It's not Will no, Smith no, no, and no. Martin it's Lawrence. Ha- I'd say it's half and half. I didn't know. Uh, I don't care about the, I don't care about either of those characters and those actors. I, love, I, I think I think Martin Lawrence is really funny in those movies. But what he's got no no depth. Do you know who Martin Lawrence has coming out? They're filming it. Do you know? Blacker Night. 
What? Big Mama's the third Big Mama movie, and he's got his son dressed up like Big Mama too. So they're both Big Mamas in it. How do you, how do you feel about the Big Mama movies, Steve? <laughs> I can't wait. My, I'm not kidding. This is my true. favorite franchise. I think that guy from um, Big uh, Mama's Problems. Tropic Thunder, Brandon, is his name Brandon T. Jackson? I think. I think he's the son. This has been a very disturbing conversation. Although I, he seems too old to be Lawrence's son, though. Maybe it's not him. Yep, you're right. I'm looking at it right now. He's in it, though, at least. Oh, my God. They left the last part of the director's name out. The director is John Whitesell. They left out. <laughs> yeah, they're making another Big Mama's movie, but they can't make another Bad Boys movie. It's really, honestly, the only thing that Bay does well is the Bad Boys movies. Well, you'll be you'll be pleased to know that he's working on something with Jamie Foxx called the S- the Skank Robbers. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Jamie Foxx? Like he's in break. the trailer for Due Date. I know. I see that, but I mean, he's great in um a, movie, a little movie that you and I like quite a bit with Tom Cruise. I I watched that movie this week. It's I, that movie is better than good. It's really good. It's great. It's a great movie. And and the argument about the last act getting too action movie ish or whatever, like I can give a fuck. It's a great. Cruise is so good in that movie. Everybody. I did see, I saw Night and Day. Did I tell you, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It had, it had no third act. I don't think. I, I saw it with you. I saw it with you. What? Oh, oh, I can't remember, man. Yeah, it's not a great movie. It's not no. even that good of a movie, but it's fun. It's fine. It, it, and actually, f- for some reason, it hit the spot this summer. Like in terms of just. You know, for you, it didn't hit the spot for many people. No, not many people gave it. I'm a surprised chance. it didn't make more when it's made. Cruise, there people really hate Cruise. Well, they're still doing Mission Impossible. 4. Are you sure? Yeah, they just the Hollywood Reporter just did a thing on it today. I mean, that's that's kind of his last ditch. He, he's gonna he's gonna have to start doing some. No, like, he's too good of an actor. He he could he could do Magnolia type films. That's what I'm saying. That's what he's gonna have to start doing. He doesn't want to do it though. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. But it's he, said he doesn't, doesn't want to do it. I don't he, think it said he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> I just think that he, I think he, there's a part where he's still sort of maybe blindly, but he feels like he has an obligation to his, to his audience and an obligation to his resume to like continue. I think think it's his ego, but I think he's going to have to start figuring out pretty soon that he can't do those movies anymore, especially after Mission Impossible 4 is a failure. It already is. But it's good that they got Brad Bird to direct it. Mission Impossible 3 is the best one. It's the best one in the series. No, Brad Bird, at least it's an interesting choice. I have uh, night and day. If if they had just changed the title, I think it would have sold like another forty thousand. I agree. With you. The third is the best in the series. Um, what'd you say? I think if they if night and day had kept the original title, it would have been good for another forty million dollars. Because that is a horrible title. It is bad. It was called Omaha. What was it called? Wichita. Wichita. I mean, it could have been anything, but night and day, especially with the spelling like that, it's just so bad. It's just so bad. I mean, it's going to still do well overseas. Might have done better, too, if they had a different actor and a different actress on it. Uh, actress. Cruz was very magnetic in that he movie. He was great, but he's not selling the tickets there, Nick. Cameron Diaz, too much makeup, and you're, she's starting to starting to look like a regular person. Like, she's actually starting to show her, her age, which is fine normally. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. Remember how she sort of looked like Ellen Barkin? Yep. She is Ellen Barkin. Gabriel Byrne started fucking her on the set and he didn't even realize. <laughs> Gabriel Burns. So, Steve, are you excited about Inception? Yes. 
All right. I cannot wait. And we are back. Justin, are you excited about Inception? Yes. And... And we are back. You guys want to talk about Inception? What's that? Let's talk about it. Now, you, Nick, you saw it. Saw it. We can't really talk about it. Sure we can. I'm we not going to spoil it. it. Give us a spoil-free re- review. One of Peter Dinklage's best roles. I wish he was in it. Inception. Title's a little bit. What do you guys think? What do you think of that title? Kind of dreamy. Kind of, kind of boring. I don't think it's boring. It's, it's kind of a boring, forgettable title. I thought right? it was a uh, inseminoid, so I got all even more excited. Christopher mis- Nolan would would find a way to work that. I misread it extremely terribly. Oh look, this it's inseminoid with DiCaprio. So Finally. The title is kind of weird, and the whole concept of what the title refers to is kind of just foisted on you, and you don't—they don't really go into a lot of—they um, don't spend a lot of time preparing you for it, or kind of, you know. Uh, yeah. But give it works. Me, give me deets. It's good though. It's a very good movie. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic, great movie. At least you're not talking it up. I mean, that's but it's your favorite film Del- of the year so far, right? Yes. And uh, and it's definitely the best of the summer. Yes, I mean I can't. I can't. What imagine. was the best of the summer to you? Of the summer, I don't even. I, I don't know the summer. MacGruber. I, I was. Tr- MacGruber was fine, but I'm. I wouldn't. I put up there. You didn't see a lot of movies, did you? I did actually. I've seen some films. I didn't see Toy Story three. Neither did I. I don't even care. I don't care about Toy Story three. Does that make me a bad person? I didn't see Despicable Me. I didn't see Despicable Me. Does that make me a bad person? I didn't see How to Train Your Dragon. I did see that, and it's pretty good. I'd like to see it. Are you going to see Sorcerer's Apprentice? No. I heard it's well. It's directed by John Turtletaub, which tells me I don't need to see it. Oh, it's, it's our old friend. Why is your old friend? Yeah. Didn't Turtletaub, didn't he do uh, Harper's Island? I think he did produce it. Yeah. But he also directed Phenomenon. And the, the, the uh, fucking National Treasure movies. John Turtletaub. But more importantly, he directed Phenomenon. He also, you know, I, his fucking fan club, he gives you this little book and you have to put these stamps in it. It gets old after a while. What, what is it? You have to fill up a book of turtle tob things and then you can get $5 off your next CD. <laughs> fucking turtle joke. <laughs> He's got a cute name. That is a cute last name, turtle tob. He's a... They could have been like a teacher. Mr. Turtle tob, you know? Yep. Like a fun teacher, Mr. Turtle Bob. I don't, I don't get this math problem. I don't understand my math homework. It's okay. These films are tortoise hell. <laughs> it's okay, Jason. It's Justin, Mr. Turtle Tom. I'm sorry, Justin. What region of the world does that name come from? Like, it's not German. A pond. Turtle Tob. It's not a. Is it, is it Swedish? Perhaps. Say see that. Say that again, dude. Turtle Tob. <laughs> it's perfect. Is it Swedish? No way. It might be um Belgian. Sounds like a Last of the Mohicans character. You're right, it does. Turtle Tob. Turtle Tob was clinging to the coffin while it floated around. <laughs> I will find you. Was that so the name of, uh, what's her face? Uh, Blind Eyes? <laughs> Madeline Stowe? Turtle Tob? Yeah, is that her name in Last of the Mohicans? No. Nope. But, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like, uh, you look at his, if you look at his filmography, 
It's like he took a left onto Bland Street and fell into a hole in Blandtown. And then did Harper's what? Island, though. Listen to listen to the Don Turtletop resume. His first big big movie was Three Ninjas. Well, I mean, it starts out strong. Cool Runnings. While you were while you were sleeping. Oh, that's that's the one that turned it around. Pretty much sums up his career. Phenomenon. <laughs> Instinct. The Kid. The Bruce Willis movie. The Kid with that ugly little motherfucker. That little actor. That's the ugliest motherfucker ever. Spencer Breslin. What a little cunt he is. Fuck him. I hate Sp- Spencer. He's probably a chud reader. How old is this little tooth? <laughs> he's he's now 18 years of age. He's just, only 18. Just old enough to die legally. Still a kid. Also in The Happening, that little shit man. He got shot in the face in that movie. Shot Fucking, in the head. This kid's had a... Well, he could buy me. Fucking Meet the Parents, Santa Claus 2, Fucking Raising Helen, Cat in the Hat, Shaggy Dog, Princess Diaries 2, Zoom, Santa Claus 3, Happening, Harold... Fucking Spencer Breslin. Oh, this Breslin. Is he related to Abigail? I thought we were still on Turtle Tob. Holy shit, he is. He's the Sunshine Sister. Does he really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize those two were uh, related. John Turtle Tob, National Treasure, Eagle vs. Shark, National Treasure Book of Secrets, Sources Apprentice. He's really mixing it up in the future with National Treasure 3. The Princess and the Pauper. Jesus. Boring Christ. <laughs> and then, because he's, he's channeling a little shy Malin, he's got the untitled John Turtletop Greenpeace Project. Mm, the only man who could turn Greenpeace, Greenpeace into a boring sleep nightmare. <laughs> he's not going to... He's going to... Fu- what he doesn't realize is he's going to hurt the environment by doing that. <laughs> fucking seals are going to pick it outside theaters. Thanks, fucking Turtletop. <laughs> Thanks for fucking us right in the little yeah, little little cute ass. <laughs> hold on, he's got. Oh, hold he's on, got a now. cute name though. Turtle Seals Tom do not great. have cute asses. They do not. It's a slimy black husk. Fucking Turtle Tob is doing a Greenpeace movie, and what's on Galapagos Island? Fucking turtles. <laughs> it's working with uh, working out with Travolta a lot. Working with Cage a lot. He loves Cage. Cage is kind of his his go to, right? No, Spencer Breslin is his go to. There's also more than turtles on Galapagos Island. There's just giant marine iguanas are the best There's things more ever. Than People said that it's kind of funny. Little bugs. Like this little, uh, little sorcerer's critters. apprentice. Apprentice. I've heard so. it's okay. Mm-hmm. But it trailer's kind of fun. I don't want to go see it. But. You know, yeah, you really want to get me in the theater when Nicolas Cage and uh, Jay Baruchel are your leads. You don't like Jay Baruchel? I like so. him, but I didn't go see the movie where he was the lead. Which so why am that? I going to go? The, oh, the, yeah. the romantic one? But you did see the one where he was the lead. How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, but that doesn't count, does He's it? He's the voice lead. This summer, Steve? Yeah. Best Or Justin had said the best movie this summer. There is no best movie this summer. I mean, I liked Iron Man 2 and A-Team and... Inception, right? Well, yeah, but you said before that. Yeah. Kick-Ass was very good. But the best movies of the year so far are like uh, to me. Actually, my f- three favorites are probably Shutter Island, Daybreakers, and and um, the fucking uh, Green Zone. Is that it? God, is that all I've had? Green Zone came out this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. It's on DVD, right? Already. Yeah. It's been a bad year. I mean, there's no no arguing that. But it's been a sh- it's been a really sh- really shitty year. Robin Hood was was it was putrescence. Alice in Wonderland is 
Yeah, Robin Hood is a big like letdown. Getting shanked in prison. I, don't, I haven't seen Twilight. I'll never see another Shrek movie. Karate Kid. Less said the better. Clash of the Titans was okay. Winter's Bone. That's I'm gonna go see that pretty soon. You yeah, that's that's about what happened on the set of uh, Freaked, right? <laughs> um, good stuff though. I heard. I've heard it's here. very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John Hawks in there. Profit counts as a movie this year. That's very good. Who? The foreign film Un Profit. I didn't see. It. Oh, I didn't. I did not see it. We're gonna go over this in a little more detail in a second. Hang tight. <laughs> So, Inception, very good movie, very good movie. You enjoyed I, it. I love it. How was um, Killian Murphy? Very good, and I don't like him normally. He's really good in the movie. How was Joseph Gordon-Levitt? The best. How he's the best part? I love him. Ellen Page. Great. Finally, not playing Ellen Page. Marion Cotillard. I don't like her, but. I don't think I don't know if you're necessarily supposed to. She doesn't have a lot to do necessarily. It's kind of an unfair role for her. Name more people. Leonardo DiCaprio. Solid as always. Um, who else is in it? Oh, that the guy from um, I know who else is in it. Isn't it the guy from uh, um, what's the Rami, last Rami movie? Well, I can't think of the name. Uh, Drag Me to Hell. Wasn't he the guy in it? The gypsy guy? Yeah. He was also an avatar. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's in good. it, right? He's quite good. Yeah, well, I don't know his name yet. Um, uh, Ken Watanabe is very good. Um, Michael Caine's good, and, you know. There's uh, the my favorite, actually, my favorite guy is, I forget, let me just look at his name. I don't even know his real name. He's the best, The my favorite person in the movie is, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God, that was Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's awesome. Is in this good movie, enough? I cannot believe that's. I, I should have known better. He's so good in this movie. Known Tom Berenger's good in it. <laughs> no, he's in it. He's Tom Berenger is it. like one of the leads. He's not. A Tom Berenger. Well, he's not one of the leads, but he's got a major role in the movie. T- you're fucking kidding. Look here. Tom Berenger. Cover that's a joke. Right? No, Tom Berenger. Where? Come how? And Lucas Haas. No. Pete Postlethwaite. This is a movie about Tom Berenger's dreams? <laughs> Sniper the dream me. begins and ends like this. His agent calls. I'm not calling to fire you, Tom. <laughs> I got a job. Tom Berenger's in that movie. I had no idea. It's the, weird because it, they didn't market it around him. You want to talk about a guy that's got a... This guy, the actor's name is Dilip Rao. Yeah. He's been in three movies. Inception, Avatar, Dragon to Hell. That's not a bad start. Yeah, what's his story? I mean... What do you mean? What's his story? How did, what, why are why are people hiring him for films? He must be like he's must, good. Yeah, he's good, but he must be like is he a theater theater guy or what? Where is he coming from? Let me go. IMDb trivia says this. Surprised as you are, <laughs> <laughs> holds an MFA from the American Conservatory Theater. There but, it is, MFA. Isn't that the father of Prince Simba? Master of Fine Arts, I believe that's what it means. Oh, that is short for Mufasa. Masters of Fine Arts. No, seriously though, it is it it is uh, it is going to change. Like it's going to blow people's tits off. It's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It uh, it's very well acted. It's impeccably choreographed. It's visionary. Um, for once, one of uh, Christopher Nolan's movies doesn't have problems with the ending. 
Well, here's what got me in there, because I, I thought the trailer was pretty good, and I like the cast, but it said original John, songs by John Bon Jovi, <laughs> and that that just pulls me in right there. How Go were they? The How blaze, were they? Blaze of Inception, eh? Yeah, actually like pretty one? good. Yeah. yeah. He does a cover of Sammy Hagar's VOA. If only. If only. <laughs> he has the, the one song I keep waiting to hear, the sing, this... The, this uh, this uh, single is um, Exception Inception. Really? Mm-hmm. And then Run around, run Circles Around My Love. Is this all with, uh, with Sam Bora's shitty-ass guitar work? I don't know. It's Why do you hate Richie Sambora? His balls. His claim to fame is he goes, What it? <laughs> yeah. In the background of a couple of... <laughs> I think I might be wrong with my let me, wife. Let me count the ways and why I hate him. I think my wife, uh, when yes. she was young, I think that she uh, set, saw him in a mall and he was mean to her, like her and her friends. Didn't stop her from singing "Wanted and Dead or Alive" at karaoke that bon night. Bon Jovi, though, yeah, but it wasn't true. it wasn't Bon Jovi. It wasn't it wasn't the John Bon Jovi. It was his sidekick, Richie Sambora. Richie Sambora, and it wasn't the other sidekick, the frizzy-haired keyboard player, Sitchi Rambora. <laughs> Reynold, Reynold. You didn't know this about John Bon Jovi. He signed up. He, he signed a pack. He signed a pack with the devil. All of his coworkers have to use the same letters. <laughs> John Bon. The drummer, Smalley Conchora. <laughs> Harmonicist, Pitchy Pandora. I don't believe any of that. And inexplicably, kinda... the tambourine man, Carl. Sounds kind of fishy. So uh, this has been a titty year, though, huh? Yeah, for news. Bon Jovi, it has. No, they always have good year, Bon Jovi. They're still they're still steaming. They're, still, they're going. still alive. It's a bad year. I saw a documentary. How on long before Bon, bon Jovi's in Vegas? Just living in Vegas. Well, too. they're still they're still viable. They're still vibrant on the road. But are they doing country crap now? Though, they're right? horrible. But uh, you know, oh. I saw this documentary that like HBO had or someone had a little bit about them, and John Bon Jovi came out. I just saw a little bit. He came out to be like such a piece of shit, and he was saying how he runs his band like he's the CEO of a corporation. Fitting. And um, yeah, but, it is fitting. And he writes his music fitting. like he's the CEO yeah. of a corporation. Mm-hmm. But the hits keep coming. Yeah, they do. He's pretty much a big fart. This year, though, let's let's review. We never do that. Holy shit! What Not a even shit! Done with the year. I haven't we, seen Human Centipede. Oh, the hell with it. Can we not do this and can we talk about something else real quick? What? Piper Paribu. Uh-huh. Her death in the cave. Let's talk about Instead of wrapping it, up the summer. Why can't you pronounce one person's name right? <laughs> How do you say it? Piper Parabo. Parabo. Anyway, Piper Parabo. You have like a the weirdest disorder. It's like you've got pronunciation atitis. What's wrong? It looks like Parabo, doesn't it? Ben Affleck. Parabo? Is it Parabo? It's Parabo. Um, she got a lot of. Let's Parabo. talk about the cave real quick and her death scene. Do you do you remember it? She's on a. She's hanging on something, right? She Doesn't gets. She, I think she gets. I don't know. If she gets pulled up by the cave monster, but then she fights him. Remember, she fights him and they fight, 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 and she like stabs him and then and then she kills him and then she's like dies herself. Remember, she kind of kills him and then she falls back slack and is hanging up thousands feet of feet of. She's she's done. Yeah, I just never got over that. It's cavey. It's a sad. It's a sad story. You know what Steve's gonna do? Hmm. 
He's going to use your mentioning of the cave as a transitional statement. Okay. Using the star Kohlhauser. Yeah, Kohlhauser. As he, a segue point. His father, to uh, Gerald Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> In 1975, he released the, uh, an album from RCA. It's hanging up there on his wall. I do have uh, something hanging on my wall. Yeah. You actually have a lot of stuff hanging on your You have the freaking Reaper over here on your right. You got Hitchcock's you, death mask. And then right you, over there is Wings Living Right. Your love keeps me off the streets. From Wings Hauser, 1975. Wait a minute. Does he call himself Wings Living Right? Yes, yes. That's what he goes by. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And the spelling. Notice the spelling. It's living right. He's dressed like a pimp, kind of. Like he's pimping out. Yep. Wingshauser recorded an album called Your Love Keeps Me Off the Streets. In 1975. <laughs> and then he's dressed like a pimp. All right. Are we going to do this thing now or we're going to do it later? His okay. name is Gerald. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> no, it is Gerald not. Dwight Hauser. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Where's Wings come from? Though? You knew his. <laughs> you knew. His name. I did not know his. You fucked up his name, right? <laughs> I didn't know. You're living right. How am I gonna know his? Na- How would God. I know his name? He's living right. <laughs> you got his fucking name right, and you were joking. <laughs> what the fuck, Steve? You. You, you know what? That's probably my like my superpower. I know you've done one w- thing right in your whole life, and and it's fucking this. <laughs> I have the worst superpower. I can. Oh my! You could God. guess Winghauser's real Are you name, serious? Gerald Dwight Hauser. Where does he get the name Wings from? Lying bastard. <laughs> can you pull that off the did, wall, Justin? Did you get? Um, yeah, I'll get it. Did right. you? How? Where does he get his name Wings from? It has to say that he right? was a, a high. He was an athletic star in school. It says. Okay. A star athlete during his high school days, he earned wings during his gridiron years when he played wingback. The moniker stuck. A severe knee injury ended any thoughts of a pro career. That, in effect, he had just rocked out into the studio <laughs> and and lit the ticket to freedom. Let's hear the uh, track listing, Steve. First of all, let me let me explain to you the spelling of wings living right. Okay. So you have wings, the traditional spelling, W-I-N-G-S. For the living right, L-I-V-I-N-R-Y-T-E. He's living right. Yeah. And what year now, is this coming Steve, out? Steve, what, what I'd like to do is... Seven... As you... 75. As Steve, first of all, RCA. as you name songs, Justin and I are going to provide sample lyrics. I'm aware. But yeah. also, I just went to the the Wings and Kelly Hauser website, the discussion board forum. Yeah. It's been uh, in effect since 2007. There are 31 posts. How many of those are mine? At least twenty-three of them. Four wings. Do you want me to give you the writers of the song as well, or just the the title? Just the title. Okay. Well, track number one on "Your Love Keeps Me Off the Street" is "Sunshine in the Rain." Sunshine in the Rain is uh, the line that sticks out to me is, "Baby, I ain't forgotten." <laughs> How would you spell that though? My love ain't rotten. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you remember any lines, Justin? Just the I just remember the the bit about making love on the Zamboni. Is that in that song? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a that's I, his that's his closer in live wrong. sets. I think you've got the wrong lyric. I think the lyric you're thinking of belongs to track two, 
It's called fucking on a Zambo. Oh, no. It's called <laughs> track two. It's called fishing for each other. <laughs> Not fishing, but fishing. Yeah. For each other. I, my favorite line from that is, so glad I don't have to masturbate because I got you <laughs> as my bait. Let me ask you, though. When you were listening to that song and rocking out the alders years ago, did you really think it was three minutes and 20 seconds? I had no clue. It seemed to take forever and yet be too quick. My favorite part of that song is um, when he says, let me take let me take out my rod. And he, says, and he actually sings, wink, wink. <laughs> That's what that was. What's yeah. track three? Track three. You're not going to believe it. It's called The Sky Might Fall. The Sky Might Fall, Justin, what's your favorite lyric? I like when he says that, he says, picture me as Chicken Little, <laughs> not picture me <laughs> as Chicken <laughs> as chicken Hung. I thought, was my, a, <laughs> I thought he said Chicken Wing somewhere. I, I remember, my favorite is when he name drops himself in that song. You're like a beautiful bird in flight on wings living right. Now let me lick the inside of your cunt. That's in that one? <laughs> say that. It's amazing. Folk music. That. Track four. Your love keeps me off the streets from this self-titled album. <laughs> now this one is credited to uh, Wings and Cassie. Oh. We had a dog named Cassie. Creepy. I think it's the same one, do you? So did he. You know what I'm saying? Um, my favorite line from that is... Um, the internet's not invented yet, and I'm sad. My favorite line is, basically, your love is a construction worker. <laughs> you know, if your, love's a, if your love's a construction worker, then track number five is for you. Because, because track number five, I can't, goddamn, it's the moon's, the moon's a harsh mistress. Oh. oh. I remember this one very well, Nick, but I think you remember it well there. The title's weird because it's not, the, the song doesn't feature, the moon doesn't feature at all in the song. Really? See, I don't remember it. He's like, the first line, the song starts off, what are all these black people doing in the sticks? <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is weird because it's like, a, it's, a, it's a really bopping tune. I, that's a mm-hmm. Jimmy Webb song. Justin, you know the chorus. Remember the chorus? No. I got my jean jacket on. I got my jean jacket thong. <laughs> okay. Well, that was the end of side one on, on uh, "Your Love Keeps Me Off the Street." So naturally, Wings decides he's going to open up side side B with "You Can Leave Your Hat On." Is mm. it a cover or is it a new song yeah. called "You Can Leave Your Hat On"? Uh, that's, that's a new song. Yeah, it's Randy Newman. He wrote it. It's a oh, new, no, but it's but it's not the original. It's a new song. It's a Newman. Yeah, it's by K N E W M A N. The lyric, my favorite lyric is, "Jesus, that's a hideous birth defect." It's terrible. Track two on <laughs> side B. <laughs> Thank you. Side two. I'm sorry. Side Please B. Please leave your hat on. <laughs> Track two. Because it's fucking ugly. Then he, at the end he said, leave two hats on. <laughs> <laughs> track two. Track two, if you can believe it, track two is the Old West. All of it. That's what it's called? It's called the Old West. Oh, it's just called the Old West? Yes. <laughs> all, all of it 
was my mm-hmm. uh, addendum. My favorite line is Jeffrey Combs in a elderly home. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs in an elderly home. Remember that part? I do. I can't. I'm trying to figure out where it fits into the old I'm way. Cra- I'm crashing sleds. Like Herbert West is <laughs> losing steam. <laughs> Living right's got the reagent. <laughs> Those weren't normal wings they sewed on Doctor Hill's head. That was me. how happy he is that was me track three and uh, all right track three is called silver stallion i think this is the ballad on the album the only one what do you need these batteries for that's it (laughs) all right then (laughs) why do you keep it hidden in your drawer so track four Hard to believe. It's called Interlude. That's an instrumental. (laughs) The lyrics are as follows. (laughs) Living right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, finally, we've come to the end of uh, Wings Living Right, the album. Not the person. The final track is called Forest Friends. <laughs> we might be able to remember. Hold on, that. I'm not done with it. <laughs> we be able to remember the whole song for this one. It's called It's called Forest Friends, a gift for Cassie. Oh, he's in the Cassie, eh? Forest Friends. I think he's calling these songs after my old dog. I can remember this one pretty much. What's entirety. your favorite part, Justin? <clears throat> no, I remember. I like the start when he says, <laughs> "I'm headed out to the desert." Uh-huh. With the forest friends. No, that's what I'm saying. That's my favorite part is when he says that, and then I hand it to you to remember the second line. He goes, there's wood in the forest, <laughs> and then trees. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie. And he says... Uh, I think Cassie is what brought coal into the world. Maybe. You think so? Yeah. Could be. This album was done in 75. And then he said... Uh, I Cole is. Is this the song? This is the song about the Smurfs. Forest Friends. Yeah, I don't remember. It might and be it, sub subtext. And he keeps talking about how he knows there's a brainy Smurf. He knows there's a jokey Smurf, but what about Wing Smurf? <laughs> it was this album's success that caused him to play a guy who rapes a lady with a coat hanger in Vice Squad. <laughs> we are back. Steve, you just mentioned something very important. Yeah. Great actor. Funny guy. Very good. Tainted lips. Not tainted. It's just kind of uh, rather pointy. Who are we talking about? Michael Douglas? Mike Keaton. His real name is Michael Douglas. Did you know that? Yeah, he switched around. His name before that was Kirk Douglas. <laughs> You're right, though. Actually, it was funny. I, Johnny Dangerously was on TV the other day, and I turned on, and he and he was there was a scene where he's in like a cabaret where Marilyn Lohaner's singing, yeah, and he's supposed to be sexy, and all I could look at was his fucking weird lips. The Who's point? supposed to be sexy? Michael Keaton. Marilyn Lohaner's supposed to be sexy. She is sexy. 
But Michael Keaton's supposed to be like suave in that yeah. scene. He's got pointy lips. But I keep looking at his lips. What does that mean? He's just got very pronounced Highly features. aroused. Yeah, they're very very pronounced. He pronounces things with him. Which, if you think about it, would have made him a very bad Batman. Because everybody would have known that you know Bruce Wayne's got these pointy lips, and then Batman shows up with the same lips. It's kind of a dead giveaway, really. No one really gets to see Batman's lips straight up except Gordon. I mean, he's moving too fast normally, right? Batman yeah, doesn't hang think, around. Uh, you still think he'd, he'd, Gordon would have figured it out by then. Gordon probably already knew, really. Think about it. You think so? In a way, he always knew. I Nerd. love Michael Keaton. I'm just saying that he, you know he's got pointy lips. So all I wanted to he's, do was point he, that but out. But the thing is, he's he really fucking flew off the map, and it's a damn shame. He's White still noise. acting. White noise was his uh, last great thing. That was not great in any way. <laughs> Are you serious? You said it was great. No, I was just joking. White noise was his liked, comeback. I liked about twenty some twenty some odd percent he of the film. Destroyed. The end man. I liked. Like that. Well, no, not the the real end is crap. But his destruction is great. <laughs> yeah, they fold. They turn him into origami yeah, at the end. Yeah, do. I don't but remember. I liked about twenty percent. I don't remember that. that. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, gets folded. I know he dies, but I don't remember him getting he gets fucking. Dis- do you see it? Yes. Yeah, you can see it. He gets he gets lifted up, and then he gets bent into like. Then a his vo- then he's he, then he's the white noise. Then he yeah, said, then that, he talks that, that to. Does he talk to Nathan Fillion in the second movie? <laughs> the ending is balls. He said they folded me like origami. That's what he says. Man. That one's crap because they tune into him on the radio station, but. I like about maybe 20-some-odd percent of that film. I never saw it. Really. That's, that's, that's like hardly beginning. a glowing recommendation. No, I know it is. I like the beginning. I like some of the build-up there. Because the credits are 20% he of the He played somebody's dad recently in some some film. Really? He played a snowman in a film. But he but he was, he directed a movie that was kind of an indie uh, curiosity with uh, Kelly McDonald called, I don't know, something about a hitman. Lovely. By the way, Clooney's movie coming out. Yeah, the American. Looks good. Looks pretty good, but aren't you guys getting a little bit tired of the fucking hitman? No. Last job, gonna retire. That kind yeah. of shit. I'm mean, getting a little bit old. You talking point? about the Merry Gentleman? Up in the air yeah, is the same thing. Up in the air is the same film, just with guns. I don't. Mu- no, I'm sorry. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll never get tired of hitman movies. I mean, I, I kind of. I think I kind of finally am getting worn out of the. At least don't be retiring. Be the hitman that's like, I'm the hitman. I'm. This isn't my last job. I'm. This is my fucking twelfth job of the day. <laughs> I'm raring to go and give me more coffee, and I'll get some more going. But it's always the he's always a complicated hitman with yeah. no soul but a soul. He has a soul. Michael Keaton fucked up. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. You know he was so good. He was great. He wasn't just good. He was great. So funny. So so talented. Look, he's very good in White Noise. <sighs> no. It's he a is, shit movie. It, the film is crap, it's but he's good in it. And he's that always film, good. That film is actually good until he makes contact. It is dog shit. No, it isn't. It's good until he makes contact with the fuzz and the TV. Yeah. Once he makes contact with his so-called dead wife and she starts telling him to you know, go solve some of these crimes around town. Stupid the fucking movie. Right. But she no, tricks. Go, that's a trick, right? It is, but it's still the film goes right to hell then. But as soon as he makes contact... But the build-up is kind of creepy. It's you know? creepy, right? Yeah, it is. And then it goes down. But then it gets it reclaims it, it redeems itself at the end when he gets annihilated. Destroyed, yeah. He, but he then it goes right back to hell with the real, the true ending with that, his funeral. And, he and, then, the he's a, and then he's the white noise. He's the, yeah, what a piece of shit that whole. So what, was, what's he doing now? What's the what he's the father in? He was in the Married Gentleman. No, there's something else right around that time. He's the daddy. Game six. Nope, that was a, that was a, that was a while ago. Post grad. Yeah, maybe. Why do, don't know that movie? God, is he the, what else is he in? 
Well, okay, but, but like lately he's ball, he's been ball work, but he was in he, Toy Story, he was in Cars, Voices, he was in the Love Bug movie. Oh, he, he plays, uh, he's in the new Toy Story, he plays Ken. Yeah, who gives a shit? He turned his back. Oh, on he's action. in the other guys, which I'm dying to see. Oh, he's in that. Yeah, oh, that's good. Did, didn't what? he turn his? He turned his back on action films, didn't he? Uh, he turned his. I think, uh, from what I understand, the, his co- relationship with Courtney Cox had fucked him up pretty bad. Seems I might be like wrong he, about that. It seems like when he quit Batman, he said that he was tired of all these violent films and he wanted to, you know, he do wanted white to make noise. his own. Violent so then he did. The, so then he did. Hitman? Then he did Jackie Brown. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> He was what? great in Jackie Brown. He was great in uh, Out of Sight. His little yeah, tiny role. Yeah, he, he played the same character. Yep, right? Ray Nicolette. That yeah. Would, yeah, I mean that's the thing is like you kind of wish that somebody would come in and say, "Hey, let's get Michael Keaton back in business." How do you not want to work with that guy? I don't know he's so much. I mean, maybe he's a complete dick. Is that what's well, happening? How come Burton's not using him? I don't care if he's a dick. There's a lot of dick the, actors that are to, very, very. Don't get mad about. It, I'm just saying. Here's no, a, here's I'm, what I'm saying. saying I keep hearing maybe he's about a dick, and maybe that's why people don't want to work with him. I keep hearing about all these actors that I like who are total assholes, and I don't even care. I it's not, not my problem. We don't have to care, but maybe the people that work. Don't Apparently, work John with Cusack them. is a total dick. Yeah, I know that's what I hear too. But he's great. I don't care if he's a dick. But that's going to, after a while, affect you. And I imagine people aren't going to work with you, and then you start getting older, and then really no. The thing is, if you're a dick with hits, they're fine. If you're a dick that doesn't have a hit, then you're shit. Well, Cusack's hit and miss. Yeah, so it's great. It's getting less great though, isn't it? Nope. Actually, I'm surprised Hot Tub wasn't a hit. Should have been. I mean, it's not it makes great. Money, didn't it? Yeah, it should have been big. It's a pretty sloppy film, but it's fun. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Keaton too, and he's aging well. I mean, he looks, he still looks good, and he's still, you know, gifted. But I like dicks. Well, it's good that he's in the other guys. What's he play? Is he play, obviously plays doesn't, the cop? Doesn't say. I bet he plays the villain. Who is the villain in that? It's got to be Michael Keaton. I don't think so. Spoiler. Dying to see that movie, though. When's it come out? August? August. Dying to see I'm it. I'm excited to I'm see so it, I'm so excited about it. Well, you have to be excited to see it because it kind of looks funny, and it's actually a movie that could be good. Since Adam McKay. That, that guy's bad. gold. That guy's great. Yeah, he's good. I love the idea of Farrell and, and Wahlberg together. I love yep. the idea of, the, what is it, Sam Jackson and The Rock together? Am I They're, wrong? And I love the idea of um, God that whole cast though. I mean, look that movie. If I remember correctly, everybody in that movie is great. Actually, if you're gonna look at a cast, is uh, is this a good show to talk about Stallone's thing? Yeah, we can. Hold on a second. Wahlberg, Farrell, Jackson, Keaton, Rock, Ray Stevenson, great. Evan Mendes, Steve Coogan, Paris Hilton, the Anne Hayes is great. Rob Riggle, Derek Jeter. Speaking of, I love Hung. I love it. I don't. Why do you love it? Love it. I love it. I think fucking Thomas Jane is so good in that show. He's good. I mean, he's he's fun. He's he's fun. I watched some of it last season, and I like Jane Adams. This is a pimp. She's, she needs to get. She's a good actress, man. She is good, but she's ugly. But uh, that show is such a fucking throwaway. I love it. There's just, it's just. Oh, the plot wise, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. St- it doesn't stick. It doesn't. It doesn't stick. But he is so good. He's that it's good, but it's. But he's not. St- I don't. I don't know, man. He had this. Did you see the scene where where uh, did you see the little musical number by uh, your favorite actor Greg Henry? No. He no. does this piano scene. It's beautiful. Really? He's a really good performer. I love him. No, I didn't see it. I kind of stopped watching you, that what? show. Eddie Jemison. Come on. I'm not a big fan of HBO right now. I, I started not liking True Blood. I think it's... I know you don't like it, but it started again. Just you should have never liked it. So even less... There's a lot of... Trite. And, and I mean, and I, I know California, Californication apparently has a lot of hot ass. It's crap. There's a lot of hot ass on, on Hung. It's not HBO, though. It's Hung has got some serious hot ass. Hung? 
Yeah, Natalie Z, lover from Justified. Hot ass. She's in that? Yeah. In the new one? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, she was in the first season. She was the girl who he had to fake relationships with. Like, she's, you get to see a little bit of her parts. She's really hot, you're right. She is I must super. I missed her episodes. She is super. But I saw a lot of those episodes from the first season. I don't know, man. You know, Jane is good, but... It's it a, just, it's it was, to me, man. it was a reminder of how good he is. Uh, you always liked him. I did, but I, but after that, after he had a couple of really bad, I mean, The Mist, he was actually excellent in, but he was good. But that, like, The Mutant Chronicles was horrible. The movie he directed or, like, produced, yeah, whatever, yeah, no, he directed doesn't look it. good. And then Give Him Hell Malone doesn't look good. So, I, I'm, it's good for Thomas, Thomas Jane, but The Mist is fucking, I'll fight that movie, fight for that movie all day long. So, Steve, what do you want to talk about The Expendables, which we saw a couple of weeks ago? Yes, we should. It's a good movie. That's the end of that conversation. Yeah, you guys saw early, uh, early showing of the Expendables. They were they rolled it out to get yep. a little just for us to the screen or to the, for the press. Was it a press screening? No, no, just a little teaser. exhibitor screening sort oh, of exhibitor screening. Um, and people liked it a lot, or you guys just like it a lot? No, I think a lot of every. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of people liked it. It is an '80s action film. Yeah. So I, I think people, once they got into that aspect of it, had fun. Absolutely. Is it is it better than Predators? Yes. It is. There if you like on. extreme close-ups, this film is for you, though. You know, I really don't remember Stallone doing this with his films, like extreme close-ups. I love extreme close-ups. I hate them. Love them. Why? Because like the old widescreen westerns and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Extreme close-ups. Leone did those with the zoom in on man, the eyes. Man, man, it'd be That's cool. If Leone, it'd be cool if Leone did a western. I'm just t- trying to tell you here that he would do the close-up on the eyes. Stallone's doing the close-up on the entire face. In almost every scene, that's my only real problem I have with the film. That and the CGI blood that was everywhere. And the CGI fire that was hopefully temp. Yeah, I but, hope so. But, um, but no, I mean, I don't, I, but I don't I li- mind. I liked it. I really did. Stallone, Stallone is a weird director because I don't think he follows any rules. I think he kind of just shoots shit. Yep. And, and he's got enough of a film vocabulary that he's able to make it work. Because if you watch Rocky Four, which he directed. It's one of my favorite films ever. Okay. And then you watch Rocky Balboa, which he directed. They're different films. And then you watch this and Rambo. I mean, it's there's not there's not necessarily a lot of consistency as far as the the the, the filmmaker behind the lens, but it works. Who I, who I do like. You guys liking it? Besides, who's your favorite part of that? That's a huge cast. So who got to shine? It had a big cast, but there, there was you know Jet Li didn't really have anything to do whatsoever. He seemed he seemed more like a shoe in like a throw throw in rather because yeah. he's small. Statham had a, a lot to do mm-hmm. and I liked him in it. Uh, Statham and Stallone's, you you, you their, their their banter was good. Their relationship was good. Mickey Rourke was actually my favorite. I liked him a lot, and I liked Dolph a lot. He but didn't have too much to do. I like I like Do- I, I don't necessarily like Dolph's performance as much, but I like the the character yeah, arc. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, there's a there's a, there's an aspect to the movie. Involving Dolph Lundgren's character, that when it, like when it, when it, oh, yeah, it's yes. all said and done, I'm just, I was just smiling. Literally, I was just smiling in the theater. That it's, it's just, it's, it's the kind of shit. Like there's aspects of that movie that you wish shit would would happen like this, but it never does in films, and it, it kind of, it's kind of funny in, in the Expendables. It was the scene in the, in the the church. In the church. Yes. Oh, that was yeah, that was okay. My only problem with that scene was uh. Willis. 
Why? Because he looked like he was like 30 years younger than the other two guys? <laughs> like he'd walked off the set of uh, surrogates. <laughs> he, first of all, Bruce Willis is pretty much shit. Pretty much. Really? Yes. I kind of agree. He's yeah. pretty horrible. And that's a newsflash how? I'm just telling you. He, he, he's prone, Bruce Willis has been dog dick for ages. He's prone to being pretty horrendous. And this one's no different. Stallone. The hell with it. I'm going to spoil it. I'm huh. sure it's spoiled. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Really? No. Don't spoil it. No one wants you to spoil shit. Don't spoil well, it. No, if you could spoil bad shit. Don't spoil Expendables. It's Stallone. He still wants to say it. I'm going to tell you who it is. Uh, I got to spoil what it. What are you point. talking about? Don't spoil it. Everybody knows Schwarzenegger's in it. That's it. That's oh, the big, okay. yeah, that's the big reveal. God, oh, boy, man. You really fucking it. pulled back the curtain. I know. I'm sorry. You know what? Fucking Variety going to call me now and yell at me. Did you see the movie or did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer. Actually, I, I only saw the, the trailer. Too. I only saw the poster. I got a spoiler for United ninety three. What happened? Shit went down. You got away. Um, he was great though. Schwarzenegger's great. Great. Yeah. Well, no, he's not. No, the whole thing with him and Stallone <laughs> is great. Yeah, he is good in it. Well, no, he's 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 good at playing himself. That's what he is. That's the scene. The and scene with looked, the, the scene with the three is saved by Stallone. Completely saved by Stallone. But it's funny to see those no, two guys being antagonistic. I don't agree with you. It's stayed by the camaraderie between Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Bruce Willis has got no business being in that scene. Actually, he does. He has none. Those three guys are birds of a feather. Really? Yeah. How? They're all the whole Planet Hollywood thing. Yeah, plus they're at 80 How was the Planet Hollywood thing? That was a disaster. The food was And they've all not had any work done. No, that's true. None of them. Schwarzenegger looks pretty awful, though. Is Schwarzenegger cussing it? No. No, he won't, no. I wish, but um, it's a good the, scene. The, there's some good stuff in that movie. There's a, there's, it's definitely worth seeing, and and luckily it, it was definitely an R-rated movie. It wasn't as violent as Rambo, but it had some good good violence. And actually, um, I love the team. I mean, there's it's it's very weak in terms of like, you know, like like other than Statham and Stallone, most of those guys really didn't get much, you know, of a character. Mm-hmm. Like Randy Couture has his one thing, and and Terry Crews has his yeah, one thing, and Jet Li has his one thing about. <laughs> The whole subplot about him wanting money for his kids or whatever, <laughs> but um, but uh, it still works because the the great the great eighties Men on a Mission movies all featured like a bunch of just colorful one dimensional characters. And the Mickey Rourke scenes were great. You're Mickey right, Rourke is right I, I I don't like Mickey Rourke and I've been very upset that he's had a resurgence, but he's really good in the movie. Oh, I've and his and the, and and there's some good fight scenes like the thing with um, what's the uh the the martial arts guy from overseas? He plays a bad guy in this. What's the guy's name? Gary Daniels? Yeah, Gary Daniels has a good fight scene with, oh, yeah. with uh, Jet Li uh, and Statham. Steve Austin. Uh, Steve Austin, yeah, that's the scene where Stallone broke his uh, neck on that in that scene, and you could tell. Um, it's good. Eric Roberts is kind of fun to see him. Yeah. yeah so. Playing the same character he plays in everything, though. Does he play a bad guy, then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He plays this guy who Julia Roberts won't return the calls of. But I, de- I mean, definitely, it's a fun movie. It's the kind of movie that you know, there's a there like the Chud, the Chud message boards B movie people are gonna jerk off onto, and justifiably, it's perfect for them, and it's perfect for a lot of people if they just put their cynicism in the and leave it in the car. But it's good stuff. It's gonna be hard for people to separate that though. I hope it's a huge hit, and I think it's gonna do better than people say, because uh, I. I'd love to see these guys have uh, have something they can go to every few years as they age. Like I'd love to see more films with this team. Uh, there's the, there's this one scene 
where uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a scene where Stallone and uh, Statham do a little recon, and they have you know Stallone's they got a plane, and um, <laughs> they don't just. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pretty good recon job. Yeah, when they leave, but they don't. They they, they have a little parting message. It's, it's, it's subtle. Very Stallone. <laughs> Very great. So yeah, I, I'd definitely recommend. it. I can't wait to see it again. Hopefully the uh, the effects are finished. Yeah. So Justin, uh, as we as we end this fantastic show, mm. yep. What are you looking forward to other than the stuff we've mentioned? What's coming down the pike that you're very excited about? Well, I always forget what's coming out, um, but I'm excited about. Are you looking uh, forward to Harry Potter? That's not really summer film, but I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Scott Pilgrim, obviously. I'm looking forward to uh, Prana. Me too, very much. Um, I look forward to other guys, which we talked about. But what else is coming out? Well, we got Salt. I am looking forward to that. You guys aren't. I, I'm, I think there is no way a movie called Salt's going to be good, and I, it's a Kurt Wimmer movie, and I'm still not excited about it. I'm kind of interested in it. I think the trailers have been pretty good, but I think I'm in the minority on that. Liv Schreiber's in it, so I'll see it. Mm-hmm. You pronounce films f- uh, actors' names. Why don't you pronounce his name? Bizarre liar or, or something like that. Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Why don't you call him something weird? Um, I kind of think Angelina Jolie can be. I, I thought she was good and wanted, so I'll give her, I'll give her a shot in this. As an action wanted star. is a shit movie, it's but she shit. was great in it though. It's, no, it's not a shit film. I think it's, it's not hit good. And miss, but I like. I thought she was great in it. I had a great time in that film. Yeah. Was, How do you I, feel I really, about Takers? I really enjoyed it. Finally coming out, eh? Thank God, finally. Uh, Doris Elba. Yeah. Did I say that right? No, you're wrong. On Machete. One. How do you say it? How Actually, say the trailer it? for Machete is pretty good. A deer, how do you say it? I th- isn't it Idris? Is it Idris? I think it is. It's got to be. Kid Idris? <laughs> I wish. What else did you say? What was the last one? I mentioned Machete. Trailer's good. The trailer's good. And you know who was surprising in that trailer? The most surprising part is how hot Michelle Re- Rodriguez was in it. I thought she was smoking hot in that. I sound like a You're fucking weird. Ass, but she, she looked really when are you going to... When, when are... I mean, like, you're the last person who doesn't realize that she's shit. Man, she's cute in that trailer. Though. She she's got very little clothes on. Yeah, if that's all it takes. Now, am I supposed to believe that D- Danny Trejo and Jessica Alba are romantically linked in that movie? That's hard for me to buy. Offset? No, on the, in the in the, <laughs> f- in the film. How can they not be? Well, first of all, Danny Trejo is like seventy-five years old. Okay, here, like literally, here's the we have. There's like a chunk where there's great. There's 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 in in a one week period we have the Social Network. Which is going to be great. It comes out this summer. September. We got Wall Street, and we've got the Let the White Right One In remake. So basically, Fincher turned around a movie pretty fast. Yeah, that movie he did a pretty fast job. But that's a, that is a fucking trio right there of, of movies say, I'm excited about. Again. Social Network. Yeah. Wall Street. Mm. And then Let Let Me In. Mm. I mean, I'm not that excited about any of those. You? How can you be excited about Wall Street? I don't know. I'm so excited about that movie. Dangerously excited about that movie. Um, I'll, get, I'll get excited. I guess we'll see. All right, what gentlemen. Else? What else? What else? No, don't don't wrap it up. What else is coming out? I'm I'm already into October now, and I'm shitting. We got nothing left. When is Rob Zombie gonna get to back to work on another Halloween movie? Do we really have nothing left? I mean, do we really say like the last six films of the summer? There's nothing else coming out. There's not. I mean, there's not a lot. The summer was pa- poorly planned. What was it he used to say to us? Five ten. Is that what he would always his say? His height. He says his height. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Rob Zombie still working on the blob, you think? Oh, blob Zombie. 
Um, I don't think so. I, d- I doubt it. I don't know if you you think he'll be getting another film made. Another tale of the El Superbisto. Who thought that was a good idea? I guess his fans did. Who thought? You know what? We should give Rob Zombie some power. He's got so much integrity. Well, they gave him power over the Halloween franchise. He was able to do anything he wants. Why? I'm surprised they didn't. I don't, I'm surprised they don't give him power, like electricity, at this point. <laughs> Fuck Rob Zombie. Let him live in the dark. <laughs> Rob Zombie in the dark. Why? I mean, why do they give him like carte blanche? Like, what do they? Rob do Zombie. Why did you do an acoustic album? No plugs. Can't light the amp up. Can't light it up. Rob Zombie, why did you close your restaurant? No power. Your restaurant? <laughs> of course he does. Rating, though. What was it called? El Super Tasto. El Super Bistro. <laughs> 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 That's what you're going to say. He is a awful, 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 awful director. I I have to say, after those two Halloween films, he he, not, I have to admit, his food's good. He does not deserve... To hold a camera or to direct a man or a woman in front of a camera oh, again. It, it, the restaurant was good. It finally took you to get to Halloween to realize that. I liked his other two. You're a fool. I never said I wasn't. But what, was your, what was your favorite dishes at his restaurant? The Rob Zombies? I didn't eat there. Mm. I, I always go straight to dessert. Yeah. D- Devil's Food Reject. Fucking good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. No, it's actually it's devil's food cake you're thinking of. No, 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 no. Because it, it, it's what it is. It's misshapen, and you think it's all fucked up, but that's the secret. It's good. No, I, I think it's devil's food cake you're talking about. No, I think you have the name wrong. It's devil's <laughs> it's devil's food cake. No, it's the devil's reject. <laughs> really, <laughs> making the blob, eh? On Fridays, that's the special. Zombie. (laughs) We are going to eat you.
Hey, Justin. Yes. Can you tell me about that movie about the Genesis chapter of Little Otik's Bible? <laughs> you must be talking about the movie I for Film Calls a Dark Treat called Eden Log Escape from Darkness. Now, that is about the Genesis chapter in Little Otik's Bible, right? I hope so. Um, this is sitting on your shelves, and you bought it, it looks like. Did you buy it? Because it, it kind of looks cool. It was probably sent to me. It was probably sent. It looks to pretty me. cool. I mean, it's like a futuristic. It's got, it's got a like weird a little Wally plant somewhere in the motif. Yeah, got, yeah, got a weird. So it's um, it's a movie. Uh, do you want? Do you want me to read the synopsis here? Sure. It's a man. A man uh, wakes up deep inside a cave. Sounds hot. Suffering amnesia, he has no recollection of how he came to be there. So or basically, they just summed up what amnesia means. <laughs> or, or of what happened to the man whose body he finds beside him. It's interesting. An elderly man who happens to be old. <laughs> Tailed by a mysterious creature, this forgotten man embarks upon a journey through the strange and fantastic world, desperately struggling to find his way to the surface. That's kay. it. That's it. Now, Eden Log. Is Eden Log. And I was interested because uh, I pulled this off your shelves because you have so- sold a lot of your DVDs. <laughs> yeah, I kept that one. Is that what you're wondering? And you kept Eden Log and you haven't seen it. Right. I'm trying to figure out why. I'm holding out hope that one day everything I love collapses, every possible future I have is taken away. I've got nothing to work on, nothing to live for, nothing entertaining to do. Nobody cares about me. My children don't need me. There's not something the readers of Chud could use from me. I don't have a video game to entertain me, nor a book to read. Perhaps my animals are deceased or not into being loved and pet, fed, walked. Then I might just cozy up with a film I can't understand. (laughs) Then you might. If all that happens, then you might give this a shot. Right. Now... because you have tried, attempted to watch it before. You said that uh, you fell asleep thinking about maybe watching it. Yeah, because isn't it in a foreign tongue? I believe it is because I, I think the lead actor, his name is Clovis yeah. Corn, Cornelic. Yeah, so so basically a film that takes place in the dark that I have to read featuring nobody I care about and a premise that's old and the same exact um, tagline of the Treat Williams Soul Man incarnation. Escape from darkness. A dark treat. <laughs> um. So, this movie. What? What has fascinated you to the point where you're going to hang on to Eden Log? I guess. Probably because there's n- no resale value. Well, that's true. It's by. It's from Magnolia. Mike. <laughs> um. Or is it, I mean, it's a good I'm shot. I'm getting bored just looking at you holding it. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's hard even to, to to make fun of, but I'm not saying it's a bad film because I have, I have not seen it. It's a guy holding. It's a guy being chased by a creature in the dark. Is that the premise? Yeah, they, he's underground and he has to get out, and he can't remember why. Can't he remember. can remember that he has to get out. And then there's a bunch of creepy looking things, and then he's. I think he's dirty, like he's kind of muddy. Just getting like a little bit your appetite a little bit wetted there. To Pop this bad Clovis, boy in. The, now, did Clovis have anything else to do with the film? 
D- other than Star? It sounds like one of those movies where the guy probably wrote it, directed it, starred in it. No, actually it was directed bored by... Bored me to death with it. A man called Frank. Um, that's F-R-A-N-C-K. Vestile. Have you heard of him? I remember his holiday. Hey, it's today, isn't it? Fucking Frank Bastille. Bastille, oh. Bastille with a V. Fuck the Eden Log. I don't like the title. That's the thing that ruins it for me. You don't like the title? I kind of like Log. it. Eden Log. It sounds like a kind of like a shampoo or something. It sounds like the first book Eden of the Log. Little Antiques Bible. It does. Fucking, there's a something in the forest and a piece falls off and a, another Otik comes out. Then it forms another Otique, and then they create the Otique heritage. He has a, some kind of space outfit on the cover, but when you turn it over, he's but like, but what looks like the, ash. The, from the, the big thing is, what's the creature? Because if the creature that's chasing him is great. Well, there's a little chance it's great. It might be great. I well, mean, the movie got a big release. Got a d- It's a dark treat, according to somebody. That's what um, I'm saying. It's... it's it's got to be great. All right. So then it says, "Think the b- another another snippet. Think the born identity set in an apocalyptic future with a dash of predator thrown in for good measure." So the creature comparing a creature to predator, the predator. See, see, that's not true. What I've heard is imagine, imagine watching Predator and somebody coming up and with some Mrs. Dash. <laughs> Can you? Uh, what if you Googled Eden I'm, Log? Creature? I already did. I see the creature. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, he does look pretty creepy, actually. It's not bad. He's got no fucking neck. It's not a bad creature. It's horrible. Is it a bad from a, is it from a tree or something? That's the Eden Log? That's Eden Log? Because that's the character's name, right? Eden Log? Eden Log coming after you. That'd be great. He's like, he's walking in the in the corridors, and he hears Eden Log. Oh, is this Log. him? Look at him. Is that him? Eden Log. Oh, man, he looks mean. He's he look, mad. He looks horrible. Yeah. Did it get good get reviews? Decent. Decent. Yeah, I'm so pretty good. How about the Eden Log walking around? That creature's mad. Oh, listen to this. I nearly turn it off 20 minutes in. It takes forever for something, anything to actually happen. So basically, it's exactly what we thought. It's some dude, can't speak English, creeping around from the Eden Log. And there's a woman in it, too. So I guess it's like an Adam and Eve type thing. Maybe they're the first humans? It's like a retelling of Adam and Eve? There's a tree in it, too. I mean, there's a big tree on the back of it. So it's basically ad- the story of, of the, the, the the bullshit from the Bible regurgitated. Yeah, someone sci-fied the Bible. Hey, I got news for you. Sorry, sci-fied enough. That's right. So you, so basically the dude is in the uh, in the spaceship. Eden Log shows up, chases him, and a bitch is involved somehow. So you decided that the monster's name is Eden Log? That's who the monster is? Isn't it? Either that or in his language, that's how you say hello. Eden Log, Guten Tag. So he, the movie's named after a greeting of hello. The thing I heard about the movie is that it's it's very Green. atmospheric until the creature shows up, and it's got a really cute voice. Hi, I'm Eden Log. Chasing you. Say, is that Eve? This actually sounds cute. It does sound good. I want to eat you. Actually, it could be creepy, actually. If it's Eden Log coming after you. That'd be cute. <laughs> yeah. Hideous Eden Log with the sweetest voice. That's what the title is translated in English anyway. Eden Log is actually German for 
Eden Log chasing you with a sweet voice. <laughs> so what else would he say? What else does he say? We're not gonna watch the movie, so what else would he say? <laughs> Maybe we would watch the movie. Eden Log? Uh huh. Let's say he you're you're around the corner and he comes creeping around the corner too. Okay. He sees you. You're about five feet from him. Okay. You fall down. You back away. You fall down on your butt. You trip and you start to scramble back to try to run away. What does he say? Eden Log, what is Eden Log's line of dialogue? Yeah. Creeping at you. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Here's one. What if you're sleeping like in a tent and uh, you hear you hear a noise and you unzip the tent, fl- you know, you, you flap open the tent and Eden Log's face is right there. What does he say? Pop. <laughs> you're in a swimming pool. And you're swimming and it's too quiet. And you hear this little rustling outside in the edge of the pool and you look up from your stroke of the swim stroke and you see Eden Log scurrying about on the outs- outer rim of the pool. What do you, what does he say to you? I don't mind me, I'm just sneaking. He's so he's like he just says what he's doing. He, te- he tells he basically spoils what he's gonna do. Yeah. What is it when he bites your leg? Don't what? open the box. I'm in there eating you. <laughs> Bite, biting you, biting you. That goat's old after about sixty bites. You're hoping he, he delivers the, the coup de gras because you're tired of him telling you as he's biting you why he is. This bites because I hate you. <laughs> oh, he's naming them. He's giving, yeah, he's tripping. You know. He's calling his shot. Calling his shots. <laughs> this bite's coming from the left. This bite because I don't know why. I love eating log. He, is, he, seems, he, seems, he seems sweet. But then he then he destroys you. The movie premiered on September 11th. That's a, it's fitting. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Not that September 11th. But, but how how old 2008. is it? 2008. And you're looking at the IMDb. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Have they done any Eden Log two or anything? No. This says it's uh, the surrealistic landscapes were inspired inspired by Escape from New York, Dawn of the Dead, and Daredevil, the comic, not the movie. Daredevil. Fucking Eden Log. I wonder if they're working on a kind of a visual sequel, if not a direct. You know, if they're using that kind of. You know, because they they're 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 nabbing these foreign directors for these. Oh, this sucks. What? This movie sucks. Fuck this movie. What? There's more than one creature, and they're mutants. Yeah, and well, mutants are dumb. Let's get better, getting better. Dumb so mutants. So there's more than one Eden Log. <laughs> There's two of them. You should have called it the Eden Forest. <laughs> so one of them's like, "I'm biting you." The other one's like, "I'm biting you too." We're both biting you. We're My biting bites you. are different. <laughs> and they argue with each other. I'm biting him better. Don't go inside the cat. Don't go inside the room. He's already in there eating you. <laughs> They're so cute. 
Fucking. What language is this nightmare in? I don't know. English. <laughs> what do you say? Yes. English? Yeah. Eat. Oh, no, French. It's a Eat. French movie. Oh, is it French? Edenese? Logish? Wow. Eden Log. I love that movies like this are getting made. No, it's great, but I'm glad that you have it still. You do, there's something about it you don't want to you don't want to give up. Well, I keep it kind of. I'm a huge Clovis Cornelac. Completist. Yeah, I think yeah. I I think I think I pulled it off too. <laughs> you got the whole collection right yep. there. Meeting you. Well, I hope maybe there's a, maybe there's going to be a sequel. Like I said, maybe they're working on something else. The, the twist at the end is he he kills the Eden log, and he's walking towards the light, and around the corner you hear, "I'm around the corner eating you." 